my God. I thought you missed my voice, hadn't you? <laughs> He's here. Yeah. Can we, we need to address that, first of all, this is the first time all three of us here together since June yeah. this year. Bloody so yeah. people might suspect that there's been some heat between you two, and I don't know whether or not we settle this in a... <laughs> I know we talked about it last week. It's not really kosher anymore for bra and panties matches, but, you know. It's too late. <laughs> I'm not even wearing any. That's why. Oh, you've lost already. <laughs> you're not, it's not like the glitch on the little Smackdown games where he just rips it off. Oh, my God. Right, well, everybody. <laughs> what a start. Welcome to the Pro Wrestling Roll-Up, the Three Men, One Fall Wrestling Podcast here for all of your wrestling needs. We've got a big one coming up this week, and a very exciting one. We've got a full house. Well, three of a kind. Three of a kind. Three of a kind. Dun, 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 dun. So, around the mic tonight. It's me, Ash. Jay's back, after six months. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Russ. Welcome, everybody, once again. So, a lot in the news this week. So, for the episode today, uh, we're going to be covering the Impact Wrestling Turning Point uh, pay-per-view from this last weekend. We've also got the Survivor Series 2021 recap as well. We'll be talking about the fan attack of Seth Rollins. We've got some more updates on the Indie Wrestling Hall of Fame. We'll be talking about the unfortunate um, cancer issue with Jim Ross. We'll be talking about Omega dropping the AAA title. Austin Gunn has some Twitter issues that have resurfaced. Scott Itzawati requests his release. We'll be talking more about Johnny Gagano's contract. And of course, we will close the show with a preview for NXT 2.0's War Games. War Games! War Games! War Games! (laughs) So before we kick into it, it's ironic actually, it's almost kind of like it was written uh, in the stars, but the the last episode we were all together was the top 10 dream matches, and we discussed on that one one of the dream matches would be for MJF versus CM Punk, and that has now materialised, it seems, on Dynamite over the last couple of weeks. That was your pick, wasn't it, Jay? Yeah, it's only because I said it. Yeah, I, th- I think it was mine. <laughs> well, oh. I think it was one of yours, though. Well, it? Yeah, I think both had it's it. Only, it's only because we said it. One of the best ones on there was never... They didn't actually make the top ten, and it was Jeff Cobb and uh, Taz. But mm. maybe one day. <laughs> you never know. But yeah. What were you making of that thing? Because, I mean, we they teased it last week, but no real word spoken. And then, obviously, this past Dynamite, uh, basically a 20-minute long segment. Yeah, it opened Dynamite, didn't it? Open Dynamite, yeah. Punk comes out ready for his match with QT Marshall. But, uh, yeah, obviously we get this before we get that match. Good warm-up. Good warm-up, yeah. <laughs> so, pretty much, it was heated, but it was pretty much, I think, what you'd expect. But I, I did really enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Um, some really good lines, I think. I, f- I want to say Punk won it. I think Punk won it based on the fact that he didn't say as much as MJF. Because no. MJF really said, a, I mean, he went like uh, for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> like a really long time. The punk addresses <laughs> it at the end when he's like, you know, you talk too much. <laughs> but yeah, it was great. What was your favourite line? Or did you have a favourite line of it? Um, not really a favourite line. I just, I liked the, the whole thing. But I, I, I think this is one of those, I want to just see this build up for a while. Because I was a bit disappointed because I wanted to see Punk and Kingston go a bit longer with that programme. But mm. obviously from what we see now, Kingston's kind of moving back into the 2.0 stuff. Um with that team and whatever's happening there. And obviously Jericho looks like he's going to be involved in that now as well. Yeah. So. Well, we don't know how long for, because obviously he's going to be touring the UK with Fozzy Jericho. So might be written off. Yeah. Might get beaten up. I was going to go, but I'm not now. 
<laughs> not going anymore then. No. Can't so, be oh, you're not joining AEW then? Oh, you're talking about, oh, we're talking about Fozzie. Sorry. Got confused. <laughs> I got confused again. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's awesome. I, so one of the dream matches ticked off then. So I'll probably replace that now with Taz and Jeff Cobb. <laughs> Hey, why not? If you want to check that episode out, though, guys, obviously you can go back through the catalogue. That'll be there. I believe that was episode 40, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yep. Back from June. But yeah. Well, then, so Impact Wrestling held their last pay per view of the year last weekend. On Saturday, it was Turning Point. Uh, we're recording this, probably should say, on the 28th of November. This will probably be going out tomorrow on the 29th. So I don't know if anything's going to happen between now and then, but at least we haven't got any more pay per views, to my knowledge. No, the next pay-per-view is January 1st for WWE. Uh, well, aside from War Games. I don't think that's... A, I think that's just a... Um, I thought that was pay-per-view. ...episode, isn't it? Oh, who knows? <laughs> well, they didn't call it pay-per-views in WWE. It's a network special. It is a network special. Um, but yeah, turning point. So, predictions-wise, was a bit all over the place? Yeah. Um, we got Obviously, we got the main event, right? Yeah, but that was one of those. I mean, Moose had literally just won the title. I, he wasn't going to drop it. Yeah. That I, I mean, to probably start off with that, which was, of course, the main event, Full Metal Mayhem. Pretty decent, to be honest. I really liked it. Uh, Moose, of course, retains title against Eddie Edwards and sets himself up, I guess, for the rest of the reign now through 2022. See how he gets on with that. But uh, the only thing that, for me, was a bit weird was the interference that didn't really feel too necessary. Because we had Matt Cardona and uh, Morris, um, shit. W. Morrissey? W. Morrissey through, uh, well, earlier on in the night, where W. Morrissey picks up the win there. And then W. Mor- well, Moose interferes in that match, kind of costs Cardona. And then Morrissey comes out in the main event to, to help Moose. So there's obviously a little something going on there. But then Cardona comes out, and it just, it just felt a little bit unnecessary. But... You know, aside from that, can't really complain. It was it was decent. But it's one of those where we've said before that they've just had Bound for Glory. They've just had a lot of title changes. The only biggest problem probably with this show was that you wasn't really anticipating, like we said last week, that there would be much in the way of title changes. Yeah, well, every title was on the line. With every title on the line as well. So it, it kind of, it makes it a little bit predictable. But, um, of course, Mickey James retained the Knockouts Championship against Martinez. Was that good? Yeah, pretty good match. Um, I was kind of we, we said before it could have been potentially match of the night. I think my favourite match of the night probably was Full Metal Mayhem, but I think the close second for me was probably uh, Saban and um, Ace Austin. Okay, which opened the show. That was really good. But um, yeah, I mean, aside from that, uh, Violent by Design took the win over Heath and Rhino, so that's obviously going to carry on, which we kind of sort of anticipated, but. I don't know. It feels like it feels like it's gone on for a really long time, and I guess it has. But it's just because Heath has been away for so long with the hernia injury. Yeah, it's like a full year out, pretty much. So I think that's probably why it feels so long. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see where it all goes. But biggest thing again, like it's big smile on your face to see the inspiration, formerly the Iconics. I was literally just going to mention that. Yeah, great. But yeah, it's it's a great. It is really really cool to Are see. Are they going by their real names then, or um, Jessica McKay? Is it Jessica McKay and? Um... Uh, Cassie, Cassie Lee. Lee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cassie Lee, yeah. Yeah, Cassie Lee, yeah. But yeah. No, really awesome. And I think they... Well, it's just it's good to see them back in wrestling, really. Yeah, definitely. Because they, they were one of the first batches released this year, mm. just after Mania. So... Yeah. Yeah, it's been sort of a while before we've... You know, since we've seen them on TV. But I think they were paying homage to... They're good. They, they're still good, yeah? Yeah. Yeah? It's like... It's oh, like they're awesome. Left. No, exactly. That's fantastic. That's good news. 
Dick paid homage to Harlem Heat with the attires. Yeah, I saw that on Instagram, yeah. The flames looked really cool. I like that sort of stuff. But, I mean, yeah, overall turning point is, you know, it's a good show. But it's, turning point's never like one of the big ones for impact anyway. And it followed, you know, Bound for Glory. So it's, it kind of it is what it is. But it's, you know, you can have a fun time watching it. Aside from that, yeah, pretty predictable. But it, it sets up the new year nicely, I think. So, you know, you can't really ask for much more than that, can you? No, because Moose is a champion. Moose. Moose. <laughs> Moose. I'm Sorry. glad, actually. No, he definitely deserves it. I mean, this was on the cards from, obviously, their first pay-per-view of the year. I think it was their first one, Hard to Kill. Did he take it from Christian, then? Well, no, he didn't, did he? No, it was, um, at Bound for Glory, it was Christian versus... Um, Josh, Josh Alexander. Alexander. Yes, and Alexander won, but because they did a battle royal early in the night to have the winner would... Um, face any champion they wanted to okay he came out straight away Moose won yeah and he beat Alexander long after oh cool man which is strange because it kind of felt like that was a way to maybe have the title taken off of Christian Cage without him losing credibility I guess which yeah but that wouldn't make sense because I I don't know whether or not I I mean I'd have preferred to have seen Christian Cage just drop it directly to Moose yeah Yeah. if I'm honest but with the deal of AEW and Impact apparently quieting down a bit yeah, but he but Christian Cage lost it to an Impact star anyway. Yeah, but if it was Moose, they probably wanted they probably planned to have it as a feud, probably in between both shows. I don't know. I don't know. Well, Maybe it'd be cool if that would have happened. It would be because yeah. they're not really done a lot with apart from the Good Brothers. Mm. Much of Impact. Yeah. Know. Oh, which by the way, obviously Good Brothers retained as well, of course, which yeah. stands a sense. Obviously, if we said there were no titles changing hands, but yeah. Pretty, pretty good overall. Pretty good. But, I mean, in comparison to Survivor Series, though, which has had, like we said before, next to no marketing or advertising. You see, and that, that surprises me, really, considering it's, quote-unquote, one of the big four. You would have thought that have promoted the shit out of that, wouldn't you? Yeah, but we've said they've not really cared about it for the last so many years. It's a shame, though, isn't it? Because it was always one of my favourites. Well, they've not cared about it, but this one in particular was, was strange. And the only reason I could think of is because they... They'd just come off the heels of Crown Jewel. Obviously, you know how much stock they have to oh, put into those doing shows. That, yeah, it wasn't a bad show, actually. Who, who was on there? Any uh, notable uh, matches? Edge beat Seth Rollins at Hell in a Cell, which was a really good match. Probably probably the match of the year, for men's anyway, for WWE. You had Big Bob losing to Goldberg. Oh, for God's sake. If you liked Lesnar, Goldberg for Mania 33, whoever it was, then you'd probably like that match. With Goldberg and... Uh, I don't like Goldberg. Goldberg. And then um, uh, Roman beat... I can't remember Roman beat now. <laughs> but yeah, Roman defended his title and like there was no title change, I don't think. But Roman's still champ then. He's still yeah. going strong, yeah? Still going strong. That's oh, good. he beat Brock, that's why. Oh, yeah. he beat Brock, did he? <clears throat> also, is he gone again now then? Or is he, did oh, he's he coming back, back again. That, or? He's coming back. All right. <laughs> well, storyline-wise from Survivor Series then... Because obviously I I didn't watch it. You've seen it. Yeah. Uh, obviously I've seen the bigger bits of news to come out of it. But that's this is what I mean. It's a shame that no one was really talking about any of the matches from Survivor Series. It seems after the show, one of the biggest pieces of news was the everything surrounding the Rock, and then which then leads into this egg situation, oh, which I'm, everyone's going to be I'm familiar ex- with. Now, well, I'm excited to hear about this because oh. I had a I had a quick, oh, look, I had a quick look online about it, and I couldn't. Oh, from what I saw, Vince McMahon brought an egg in and that was it. I don't even know what the hell's going on. So well, you two are going to have to enlighten me on this it's one. It's because of that. <laughs> it's fucking embarrassing. It's, it's, what it is. it's because it got sponsored by The Rock's movie, Red Notice. 
Yeah, which I watched last night, by the way. Pretty good film. It's kind of, but, it's kind of like when they got sponsored by Army of the Dead for when they did that lumberjack and they did zombie the zombies. Range. So what's yeah. it all about then? What the movie or the egg? What 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 is it? Well, know? basically, from what I've seen, the plot is there's an egg that the Rock and Ryan Reynolds need to protect. No, so well, the, the movie itself, without giving too like spoilers away for the film, but um, there, well, Ryan Reynolds plays as an art thief anyway, and there there are three eggs that were gifted to Cleopatra in ancient times. They know where two of them are, but the third one, no one knows where it is. Basically. Well, I know where it is. It's in Vince McMahon's hands, isn't it? <laughs> no, it was. It was. <laughs> and, then it, and then it wasn't, and then it was again. But <laughs> So literally, they only did it then just for a shameless plug. Well, Cause the film... wait, it's the 25th anniversary of The Rock's debut. Right. So this is the big thing. Well, they could have actually had The Rock on then, couldn't they? Well, wow. well they, yeah, this, this, this is a problem. So it kind of, they never, they never once, they never once physically said or, or, like actually promoted that the rock was going to be there but you know what wrestling bookings like you, yeah. you you book things in a certain way you keep referencing certain things like you build up anticipation and obviously we're already at that point where we kind of want roman and the rock yeah and it kind of feels like it was going to go that way and of course roman reigns was on um the is it the late night show uh, tonight show the tonight show right and they've outright asked him the question and it was like it, he gave one of those answers where he said well I, I would absolutely fight The Rock. He doesn't confirm that he's going to be there. But again, it was like, it was all this speculation that he was going to show up because what Ash said, 25th anniversary, The Rock, there was pro, like packages, video packages all through the night of him. Yep. The egg business, which is a direct reference to The Rock, obviously in a film that he's in. And even in one of those scenes when uh, Vince Man shows off the egg, he brings Roman Reigns into his office to yeah. show him this egg. And it's giant. Like, and he mentions The Rock. By- and, it, and it mentions The Rock, but no Rock. So no, he, he didn't actually wasn't no. didn't show up. And I, as far as I believe, he, maybe they're saving it for Rumble or something. Well, as far as I believe, the Rock wasn't busy, so he could have turned up. Well, it, within minutes, I think of the show going off the air, the Rock put an Instagram uh, post up of a sandwich. Yeah. So that confirmed what he was doing instead of being a Survivor Series. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, might be a, it might be a Rumble thing. I or, think. Well, maybe have it might maybe start it at Rumble and then build it to Mania. Or he wins the Rumble. Well. <laughs> you never know. Anything, yeah. anything, Anything's possible. Well, that's what they kept saying to me when I was a kid. Anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. That's true. That's the intro <laughs> of SmackDown too. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was. It's, it's odd though. Apparently, there was some backstage concern. Uh, nothing too major, but there was concern that they thought they might get some backlash over the fact that you know a lot of people, potentially even internally, expected The Rock to be there. So when they get to obviously show day and he's not there. Mm. There was some concern, but it wasn't the only concern that night as well. On a side note, apparently they were running a little bit over and they needed to exit the arena by a certain time, but they realised they only had X amount of time left. But luckily, um, supposedly the Biggie Roman match, which closed the show, um, did so with about six minutes to spare. Is he still the champion, Biggie? Yeah, because for Survivor Series for the last few years, they keep doing a champion versus champion. champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Was it a good match? It was a good match, actually. Just a shame that. Biggie takes a loss. That's my personal. Yeah. But they keep bringing Roman up to be the head of the table. He's a god, isn't he? He's a god in there. He is a god. Have you not seen him lately? All hail the chief. But yeah, but the egg ties into that. But this egg business then, Ash. Yeah. What happened? Well, on the Survivor Series, he got nicked. And Riggs was really upset because it cost about 100 million, apparently. 
Was it 100 million? It was like 200, I thought it was. Right? I think it was 100 million. But it's my- some bullshit price for yeah. a bit of plastic, anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Knowing us, it's probably 150 million, so it's in between. <laughs> and then it's like, everyone has to, everyone on Raw and SmackDown has to appear on Raw, and whoever finds it um, will get a title shot. And it turns out that it so was... So they're handing out title shots for, for finding someone an finds an egg. Yeah, yeah so oh, first God. of all, booking, right? <laughs> for goodness sake. <laughs> But the thing is, though, a lot of people did defend this straight away <coughs> before we get to obviously the next night on Raw, but people defended it. Um, certain people defended it, which is absolutely fine because, again, it depends on your preference and what you like. But they said, look, if this turns into an actual long-term story, oftentimes a whodunit storyline can be quite interesting in wrestling. We've seen it done in the past, albeit trying to find a golden egg's a bit crap. But, and you I've know... I've got a golden egg. Well, I think, <laughs> wouldn't it be better if it's Easter time? Well, well, yeah, you know, it'd make more sense, wouldn't it? I've got a golden ticket. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it did wrap up pretty quick. Yeah. And we're not going to talk more, more about Survivor Series then, which is good. Well, we might as well get this out of the way yeah. first if you want to go through yeah. the matches, because well, this, was, this was the biggest thing to come out of the show. Well, the thing is... <laughs> that, says, that speaks volumes in itself, doesn't well, it? Well, it does. Yeah, because, <laughs> like I said, there, Egg Hunt, really, Egg Hunt, really, to go... Say that fast, what do you get? <laughs> I'm not saying but yeah Honest Hunt for this egg and Sami Zayn goes to Vince saying I found out he's got it and of all people Austin Theory yeah so, so he's got a title shot Austin Theory got a title shot so he had a match with Big E on Raw but he lost obviously because Big E's he's a big boy isn't he if, <laughs> he's, if, you he's read, e. if you read between the lines and I don't know if maybe it's reading into it a bit too much but I would hope that that means that they're somewhat interested or, or they put some sort of stock into Austin Theory. He's been really floundering about the mid-card now for he was best on, part of two years. Yeah, but he was on Survivor Series on the actual card. Yeah, so, so I, hopefully it does. But then the other part of me thinks that maybe, obviously, because Big E had to take the loss to Roman, so is that then just a way to have Big E then get the win back Um, I'd, th- I'd say so, because it doesn't look good if your champion loses... Two matches in a row, I guess. Yeah. That's what I mean. So then at least if he wins a title match, that was kind of where my brain goes to. But but I also do kind of hope that, you know, they, they are going to do something with Austin Theory because they've lost so many big name talents recently. Oh, loads, and it? It's through, been loads. Through these releases, they've got to start building some stars soon because uh, there's going to be more out the door. You could, well, you would imagine within the next coming, well, within the coming months, and especially as we approach Mania, if they still do that kind of spring cleaning uh, session that they used to do anyway. They've been doing yeah. that all year, haven't they? <laughs> well, I know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it feels like it. It feels like you can't go within like two weeks without hearing someone's got got released or so. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, overall, just that that's weird. I, that was my takeaway from it. But I can't comment on the, on the matches. As I say, you've you've seen those. So was there anything that stood out to you? Uh, yeah, the opener of Becky Lynch and Charlotte was... Because obviously they got good chemistry together. and Good chemistry, but was it awkward? Because there's been a lot of a backstage bit. problems with both of them recently. A little bit. What, together or? Yeah. What, they have each other's throats then? Or? Kind of. Well, from what we understand, because the initial reports were that they're not as close anymore, but that Charlotte's kind of alienated herself from the rest of the locker room now. But there was a big blow up on SmackDown. So obviously after the draft, um, and I think we, we've talked about this before, not, I'm not sure if it was on the show or not, but... They drafted... Becky Lynch was the Raw Women's Champion. Um, no, she's no, Becky, Becky Lynch was Smack, uh, SmackDown... Yes. Sm- yeah, SmackDown's Women's Champion. Charlotte was Raw. 
and then the draft put them on the opposite shows. Oh, so you got a blue belt on a red show and a red belt on a blue show. But they, well, they swapped the belts. <laughs> they swapped without, without dropping the belt, and they did this last year with the tag literally. Lines. It's the I, I don't. Well, that's, that's cringe. I, I can't <laughs> even go into like how much that bugs the crap out of me. Why would you not just have a blue belt on a red brand and a red belt on a blue one? It just it's, at least it's a well, talking point. At least it's a talking point. It's, it's called the Raw tag title. It's called the Raw Women's Champion. So you'd have the Raw Women's Champion on SmackDown and the SmackDown one on Raw. Oh, that's all right. It's a talking point, isn't it? It's something different. Well, they think it's easy with the um, Intercontinental US or the WWE <clears> and the Universal. Because they're not brand specific. Yeah, but when it has like women or... Well, they could have just said, okay, the brand name. Becky Lynch is now the SmackDown Women's Champion, but we're just going to keep the red belt. Well, yeah, but what they probably could have done if they were absolutely hell bent on making like did swapping, they both, them, did they both get in the ring and just swap belts? Not really. Well, it, <laughs> we'll get to it because it didn't go down like that. But the the from a booking standpoint, I think they either could have just a just not done it, or b if they were absolutely hell bent on it, instead of booking themselves into a corner, they should have just had them then. Because the thing is, they just lost good opportunities to have those belts dropped. Because Charlotte had just wrestled a match at that point to uh, with uh, Bianca Belair. So she could have dropped the title to Bianca. Yeah. And according to her, whether it's true or not, apparently she pitched that idea and it got shot down. Of course it did. And Becky had obviously just had that triple threat at Crown Jewel, which where she could have then lost to Sasha, which means that at Survivor Series, we could have had Sasha and Bianca too. Yeah. Champion versus champion. I mean, that That'd surely good. writes its fucking self, but apparently better not. Than Becky and Charlotte. They, well, they've, got good, they've had good matches. This wasn't yeah. the best they've had, but it was a good... It's just the same shit all the time, though, isn't it? Well, this was slightly different, though, because that, that actual segment itself with the belt swap, you could tell neither of them really wanted to do it, and it's Sonya Deville who's kind of like SmackDown GM, I guess. Kind of. She's a authority figure, but not really named as a GM. They just call him... They make it up week by week. Yeah. yeah but the, <laughs> the idea is, obviously, Becky's in the ring, Charlotte comes out, and they're just going to swap titles, which, by the way, means that that's a new title... Rain. Yeah. yeah. So if you so were, technically, yeah. So now Charlotte goes up another one. So whether or not it, it was an idea to try and get, because they're assuming going to try and get a break Flair streak. Um, but yeah, anyway, well, not streak, but it's, yeah, when it was, yeah, yeah. His, um, his time record. Rate. Yeah, his record. But <laughs> it doesn't go down. So when Charlotte needs to give the belt first and she's super difficult and apparently like this is all completely off script. Oh, so this weren't planned at all? No, so because neither of them want to do it, but Charlotte visibly does not want to be there. Oh, so genuinely neither of them actually want because, to do it? Because well, right. I think they both think it's a fucking stupid idea, yeah. which it is, and sh- but Charlotte, probably not very professional. Yeah. So she kind of moves the belt away from Becky when Becky's trying to grab it, which makes Becky look silly. Yeah. And then drops it on the floor. Yeah. Oh. And you like you can just tell Michael Cole, like there's a, it cuts and Michael Cole just puts his head in his hands He's not saying anything, but you can tell, like, oh, this is not good. Mm. <laughs> um, Becky then, uh, well, Sonia makes Charlotte pick it up, and then they hand it. But then Becky just throws her belt at Charlotte into her chest. And then they cut the segment short, because Sasha Banks is due to come out and have a bit of a brawl with Charlotte. Mm. But you can tell they just cut the whole thing short. And Becky, <laughs> Becky like, does a bit of talking. She's like, well, I'm going back to Raw, so you figure it out. Throws the mic down, like, throws the mic down. And then apparently there was this big thing backstage where apparently like they nearly got into it and, and even Sonya got yeah. involved and and that's someone I mean, who's yeah, yeah, she's a genuine fucking she's a proper MMA fighter though, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, so. not on the level of like a Ronda Rousey or no, but you wouldn't want to fuck with yeah, her. Would you? <laughs> but yeah, oh, wow, that was the story behind it. So I, I guess from that point of view, it probably built more um, anticipation. Any chance for the match. that it was actually a work shoot though? Uh, it could. It's a possibility, but they. 
You never know, really. No, you don't, do you? Yeah. Well, but there is also this stuff at the moment between Flair and Lynch. So I, I imagine there probably is some real-life animosity because um, Flair's had to sign over. I think I've got all that right, but he's had to sign over all the rights to the man and everything else um, to Becky Lynch. And then he, he tweeted something out and Becky he tweeted something out. He had to sign out. it over to Lynch. Well, I read something. When he was in um, a coma, they tried to get in his... God... Can you imagine if it was? I mean, he's not had a good year since, that, especially since that Dark Side of the Ring nah. documentary. Mm. But um, and he still wants to wrestle. Well, he? apparently yeah. he's done with WWE for good now because yeah. of this whole business here with with what's happened with Lynch. So. Hey, dog. Well, that's what he said. He wants, <laughs> well, to wrestle, he, he wants to wrestle for them. He Is was, that what he said? I think originally he was probably pegged in to come into AEW to be Andrade's manager, but mm. obviously Dark Side of the Rings happened, and I don't think yeah. anyone yeah. wants to touch him And that rumour about Andrade and Charlotte splitting up? I don't think that's true at all. I, I don't know. But it would have made sense for him to be Andrade's manager, though, considering yeah. obviously he's engaged to his daughter. Well, he, came, he, he yeah. supported him at AAA a few months back as well. Yeah, yeah. which I don't think was originally going to happen, but... Well, it's cool, man. It's but, a shame it didn't happen, but obviously, you know, with this dark side of the ring thing, it's a good from a business standpoint not to. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of yeah, he's kind of damaged goods at the minute. But so yeah, definitely, hundred percent, I believe there's real life animosity there, and that probably makes people a little bit more. It, it adds intrigue mm. to the match because it's more. It, it adds it's more whether or not like are they going to work together? But they did. I guess they are professionals, especially within the ring, and they are two of the best yeah. to ever do it. There was yeah. There was obviously with wrestling like. Working together, even though know, they tried making it, it kind of felt like it was meant to be like the Punk Kingston match, but with women, uh, where it's trying to be hard hitting and look real. Okay, but match of the well, night. Well, if there's real, if there's real life heat, maybe to an extent, it probably was a bit more real then. Well, we don't know what happened afterwards. I don't know if they were to, because you know how like after matches people like hug it out and like, oh, yeah. say good, good match. I don't know what was said afterwards, but it was. Probably the match of the night for me. As the opener. Okay. Anything disappointing? Um, let's see. Kind of, I reckon the Battle Royal itself, because it's, it's a 25th anniversary Battle Royal for The Rock. In his name. Even though I don't think he's won that many Battle Royals, but he probably did. <laughs> he's won the Rumble, though, isn't he? Yeah, but that doesn't, it's not the same thing, well, is it? Big Show did. <laughs> Technically, yeah, Big Show won 2000. <laughs> But, and yeah. th- that was another sponsor because because they were sponsored by Pizza Hut, I think it was. <laughs> so you had like people trying to eat pizza, and oh. I think Omos Omos won. Yeah, is he properly wrestling then? Yeah, like? he's been tag champion with AJ, and um, is he still they're, they're quite high on him. <laughs> yeah, is he still tall? <laughs> <laughs> well, Undertaker says he's the next Andre. Well. Taker seems quite high on him. Yeah, from what I've seen, Kevin Nash also likes him because. Tall men like tall men, I guess. Who is that? I'm so I am really confused though why the Battle Royal made it onto the main show. Yeah, they dropped the US I- versus IC champion. Yeah, which was they named- dropped that. Yeah, it's on the pre-show. That was on the pre-show in favour of the Battle Royale. Royal. Yeah, yeah. Also, oh, also a bit disappointed that because I don't think officially it was, but Raw won. Five, two on a night. So Raw won everything except the main event, and, the and then pre-show. obviously the pre-show, which does sometimes count, sometimes doesn't. Well, it's when uh, it's like a couple of years ago when Raw won every match apart from the pre-show. Who is the um, sorry? Uh, who is the IC in Intercontinental? Uh, Shinsuke's IC and Damian Priest US, and that's a good match. <laughs> it is, but they did a DQ finish with of course uh, they did. Priest. Typical. 
I think Priest used the guitar from Rick Bruce on um You knew there was gonna be a, a weird finish like that well, somewhere. They but... did they they do that in Survivor Series matches. Like every year mm-hmm. there's always double count out, a count out, so I'm guess disqualified, double DQ. That sounds very familiar. <laughs> do you want to touch on the women's Survivor Series match then? Because that got because yeah. yeah, obviously that panel that they usually have, and they they show it a lot on the pre-show where you get like Booker and whoever else is on there, and they kind of like talk through a lot of the matches. It sounded like when I first read it, I, it sounded like it was the whole crowd, but it's not. It basically sounds like a gr- like a, a group of blokes who have had a bit too much to drink, or not enough, maybe depending on your point of view. But it's just like a bunch of gr- uh, drunk men just going, "Hey, you duh." And it's, it's audible, like you can hear it. Mm. But then it, it was really noticeable during the women's Survivor Series match, wasn't it? With loud as shit CM Punk chants. Really? Yeah. I don't know if that means they're not inter- interested that much, or they just. I think it's because I, th- well, I think it was that they weren't interested. But I, I do think it's a massive shame that it happens through the women's. Mm. It's always yeah, it, yeah. Because especially. Women's wrestling's got so much better in the last so many years. I can't tell you how long. Yeah, it really has, yeah. So when they are work, even if you... I was going to say, even though they don't like the match, why mention the competition? Ah, oh, it's, it's weird though, isn't it? Because you you can say what you want, really. You paid your ticket. Yeah. And on, on one side of that argument, if WWE hasn't made it interesting enough for you to begin with, because they didn't do it for Charlotte and Becky, not you could hear... No, if they've not made that interesting enough for the for the fans to want to sit through, and it was quite long, from what I understand, that match. Yeah, I couldn't tell you how long it was, but probably about twenty minutes plus. You know, well, there you go. I mean, if people are bored for it, I, I get it, but um, I don't know. That was it was it was again another big takeaway. No one really talking about the match itself, from what I could see, just the chance through the match. One, there was some one thing about the match that annoyed me was uh, it was Bianca Belair against like four women, but the. Four women, three of the four women were trying to beat up one of their teammates <laughs> to stop them from winning. And obviously, Belair won. And yeah, we had the great moment of having Banks and Belair going against each other for the first time, really, yeah. since Mania. I know they've had like triple threat matches and stuff, but they're not. Like, yeah. But yeah, it's just the way that that happened. Also, there was a weird thing where they would do vignettes for people that already appeared on the show. Yeah, because Bobby Lashley had one, didn't he? Yeah, lo- not long after his um, match. <laughs> what a weird show. Surely they, surely they should be before the matches, didn't they? So this is WWE, with the exception of War Games, this is WWE's last pay-per-view for the main roster of the year. So did I they... wish it was their last pay-per-view, full stop. <laughs> <laughs> did they count with a bang? Or... Uh, not really. With it, a whimper. It was... It was Average at best. It was a little bang. Yeah, before the <laughs> was it was it better than you thought it would be? Because there were low expectations, low egg um, expectations. Well, <laughs> I've already said that their pay per views have been their best part because I don't think there's been a really there's not been a bad WWE pay per view really in the last couple of years. So you wouldn't say this was a bad one? But... I would say it's bad, but it's not up to the pay per view standards they had for the last couple of years. So for you, did it? What would you think? Did you expect it to be? Was it what? How you expected? Was kind it better? Of. Was it worse? It was. But I was hoping for more uh, close of the results instead of roaring like nearly everything. Yeah, but spread it out a bit. But then, what does it matter though? Like yeah. we said last week, like most of those people had only been drafted to the opposite show the, like a couple of weeks before anyway. Yeah. So it's not like you're gonna. You know, I don't. I don't know. It's it's the whole concept of five series. I'm not invested with. Like like we said last week, the way that they're going to do Wrestle Kingdom 16 on night three to do Noah versus 
New Japan, that's a lot. That's got a lot more um, anticipation to be built around it because there's so much more you could actually do with. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be so good. But you know, if well, it's a good thing you enjoyed it. That's that's what you watch wrestling for at the end of the day, I suppose, isn't it? But it's just a shame that it could have been better. Yeah. Could have had the rock. I'm I'm not saying I don't want like five star matches every every pay per view. I just want. Having to say, well, you should have something. Yeah, but you need it needs to be memorable. Yeah, you need something to talk about that isn't the crowd or it's pay per view, yeah. isn't it? Like that, that's a like if you if you if you're paying for it, you expect it to be good, right? You've got weekly television as it is, and there's plenty of that. Like yeah. for the pay per view, you should be pulling out all the stops. So it's just a shame that sometimes it's like a precursor to the next one. Well, yeah, I know it's different, but when you or if you have a boxer you follow in this pay per view, you expect a fight to be good. Yeah, mm. exactly. It, well, sometimes it's a one round knockout. But yeah, sometimes it's a one round knockout. <laughs> you never know, do you? Yeah, or sometimes it's twelve rounds of fuck all. Yeah. But the thing is, though, that's it's still that's different. just sports in general, though. Isn't yeah, it, really? exactly. Yeah, you can't you can't do anything about that. But that's you're playing as a competition. This this mm. can be booked. Yeah, exactly. Pro wrestling can be booked to be as good as you want it to be. Mm. So that's what makes it frustrating when they put no effort into it. And when I say they, I'm not referring to the talent, but you know the creative team, the whole writing process, the whole like we said before, the advertising for the show. Everybody was ex- anticipating The Rock, and it just never happened. So by the time the show goes off the air, you're probably a bit deflated. Yeah. You know, so it, they shoot themselves in the foot every single... Well, not every single time, but more often than not. Yeah. And like Hash said as well, The Rock weren't even busy, so it's not like he couldn't have gone there. Well, apparently, <laughs> it's because it, it did clash with the shooting. But like I said, he put that picture of a... Sound, you know, he might not have necessarily took that photo right there and then. And maybe he's done it to troll people a bit. I don't know. But the timing was... Um, too perfect to be, you know, a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. If it was Miami or Hollywood, it probably made sense. Yeah, mm. Maybe. But we should look on the bright side because with that egg coming out, we didn't, at least, we didn't get gobbledygooker. Oh, no. God. <laughs> so, you know. Be grateful for small mercies. Exactly, yeah. So, in that regard, actually, <laughs> we got off quite lightly. So, Survivor Series in the book for 2021 then. So, we'll see what WWE has planned for the, for the new year. But, um, yeah, well, the following night on Raw, then, obviously, there was a few bits. Um, that egg thing got all wrapped up, as we said, but something pretty bad happened as well. Yeah. Um, Seth Rollins, after being up, Finn Balor. Oh, I saw this on Instagram. I couldn't believe it. At yeah. first, I thought it was like like a wrestler, like a shoot. Yeah, because the commentators. But then the guy, well, when I saw it on Instagram, you probably saw the same clip, but yeah. the guy was like, that's a is that a fan? Like, what the fuck's going on? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and it actually was a fan. It was a fan, because well, seriously, you would have thought... Air quotes for fan, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. you would have thought, the way they did it, and the commentators were like, oh, is this actual a fan, or is this actual wrestler coming out that we don't know about? And yeah, it was a fan. Who- what I want to know is, how did he even get past all the security and shit? Wow. That, so Raw the next night emanated from the Barclays Arena. Yeah. And this is the exact same arena, believe it or not, where that fan jumped the barricade at the Hall of Fame and attacked Bret Hart. Right, exact so they've same obviously venue. got some sort of security issue there then. And on top of that, I think he used the same route that that other fan yeah, used. Yeah, it looked like... <laughs> so there's really, clearly, clearly... You'd have thought, thought that alert after the first yeah, time. Especially, right? when exactly. the, especially when it's the entrance for mm. The thing is, and I know it's not in any way, shape or form remotely similar... But you would think with you know that that huge awful tragedy that's happened recently mm. um, with what's his name Travis Scott. Yeah, there was a show in was it America? 
Yeah, it's something like that. Who, that big thing won- that they do, him and Drake, and then all these people got like stampeded and trampled, and so really? many people died. Yeah. And I think like fourteen-year-old kid or yeah, like, really young kid got. You just think at venues, especially with stuff like that going on, people would tie- and, and even even aside from that, like you know, we've had COVID hanging around for yeah. all this time. Like you'd think that you know there would be better security in place, but yeah. there's clearly an issue with that side of the building. Yeah. It seems. Um, but Rollins took it like a champ, didn't he? <laughs> well, well he, apart, apart from the fact he called the guy motherfucker live on air. Yeah, but come on there. If a fan's going to come and jump you, oh, yeah. you're going to be fucking heated, aren't you? <laughs> Absolutely. You can't blame Rollins for that. Whether you like the guy or not, the, the guy's out there doing his job. He doesn't. Yeah. Nobody should be going out there, jumping a barricade, breaching a barricade. To You know, the thing, you don't know, the guy could have had a knife. He yeah, could have had anything. Exactly, yeah. He could have had a gun or anything. You know, the security was pretty quick to get there. Yeah. But the, the case it only was, takes a second if you've got a knife or a gun. This is it. And he came at him so quick. Yeah, he you know? did. And he, and he tackled him down. Rollins, though, I mean, he, you know, fair play to Rollins. He he had him in headlock, didn't he, straight away? Yeah. So, you know. He... It could have been, if, he had, if he had beaten him up, if Rollins beat the fan up, it might have been a different story, but he did well to not. Yeah, yeah, he did, he did well to hold him Because I've watched so many WCW 96 <laughs> with the NWO where, they, where the crowd comes in, they beat the shit out of the fans. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, I don't know if, also, I don't know if you saw this, but. Um, it just shouldn't be happening in the first place, no, really. No. There, was a, there was a shot. Um, are Becky Lynch trying to walk out? Yeah, so someone in the in the crowd from the opposite side, because again, obviously live, they cut away pretty quickly and then just go back to Finn Balor, who's just lying on the floor selling. Yeah. Um, but all the footage that you can really see online was was from the entrance, like fans on the on the rampway. Yeah, that's what I saw. Yeah. Yeah, and all, but there was someone on the opposite side, probably a bit further, like higher up, but you can see Becky stood there. But yeah, it like really scary, and uh, TMZ. Looks like I think they they managed to sort of collar Rollins in an airport somewhere and ask for his comments on it, and he he said that he, you know it was terrifying, but it is. he said yeah. he, he had no injuries, but you could see afterwards he had a cut lip, so yeah. he, he definitely had a busted lip, but apparently refused any medical attention after, and he came back later on in the night to cut another segment, mm. you know, and, and carried on. But well, that's good. He was fine. Well, yeah, exactly. That's the main thing. But yeah. the assailant in question was twenty four year old Elijah Spencer. Um, again. Looking into it, there's clear, he's clearly got issues. There's there's clearly something that was going on there. There were certain reports that, well, I say reports, I, I call them rumours because nothing's confirmed. But apparently, he had an agenda against Rollins. Um, he got catfished, apparently. Supposedly, that was what I'd seen. Who got catfished? The guy that attacked Rollins. Catfished by who? Well, somebody, somebody pretending to be Seth Rollins. Right. Okay. Which is which is probably why he's. But again, it's rumour. I don't think nothing's necessarily confirmed. But, but that's not Rollins' fault, is it? You know, not, if you're no. a celebrity, you're going to get people imitating you. Even, you? even still, you shouldn't be doing it. Exactly. You know? yeah, shouldn't I'm, be jumping a barricade to do that. But um, from what you guys are saying, that Rollins did the best he could and did his did his best, not everybody, unfortunately, felt the same way. Ah, Chavo. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Chavo. Oh, God, what's he been saying? Well, Chavo Guerrero tweeted uh, following the incident, remember when the wrestlers were tougher than the fans? Ah, the good old days. It kind of reminded me of the Undertaker comment on Joe Rogan. A little bit, yeah, a little bit like that. Again, it was a kind of just an old mentality. But what would you think? He has tweeted since then. But initial thoughts on that one? What's the? Well, who's to say? Who's to say that Rollins ain't tough? I mean, if you have got a bloke charging at you at like fifteen miles an hour, you you know, and you don't even know it's coming, and then you get blindsided, what are you going to do? Wow, <laughs> what can you do? He, he faced a lot of backlash and. A lot of people defending Chavo's comments, but a lot of people jumping on him for, for what he said. Yeah, and rightly so as well. So he put another tweet out um, shortly after. He just put, that got out of hand quickly. Instead of deleting, I will own it and say no disrespect to Seth Rollins. 
I've had many agree and disagree. Only comes from love of the biz uh, that has feed my fan for 85 years. The fact is, Seth should have never been put in that position in the first place, which is right. Very true, yeah. yeah. But I think the problem with Chavo's initial tweet is that I agree. Like, what else could Seth have done? Like, if he starts kicking crap out of that fan, exactly, it's, it's that's a lawsuit. Yeah, 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 yeah. That doesn't look good on camera. It doesn't no, look good precisely. On that's his. He's potentially that's his career gone. And WWE obviously seems so hell bent on these budget cuts as it is at the moment because apparently they're struggling to keep the lights on. Go figure. Um, but you know they're not going to want another lawsuit then slapped on their laps, which they're not going to be able to get through because clearly video evidence shows that mm. one of their well, I say one of their employees, but again, I don't get that because independent contractor, but whatever, signs of the books, then kicks the crap out of a essentially a civilian. Yeah, when when he's probably going to be the next WWE champion, mm. or at least he's going to be challenging Biggie for the title. Exactly. Right. That's what I mean. You know, Rollins handled it like a champ. Do you there's want, nothing. There's literally nothing more he could have done. Do you remember when there was that Jericho thing <laughs> where he apparently punched a woman? But it was, uh, it in was, the car park, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Like, like ten years ago or so. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that clip. Actually, but it was yeah. it was proven that he wasn't. But I know it's different. Well, though, if we're going to go back to the the last incident at the Barclays Centre with the Hall of Fame and Bret Hart, when didn't he get wrestlers, tackled to the floor as well? Yeah, because a guy just like came in, tackled him to the floor, like while he was in the ring. Mm. But then obviously, like loads of wrestlers wrestlers rushed the ring, and then they're they're kind of escorting him out. But you can see like at the time when the revival was still there, FTR. Um, Cash Wheeler fought well at the time was um, Dash Wilder Dash Wilder you can see him with the fan footage he lays in a couple and you know gives him a few punches but again oh the, the, this, this the guy so rushed fan. yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a nail on the head right there I think because all the reports say you know fan rushes the ring you're not a fan exactly well if you're a fan what would you do that for yeah you ain't a fan sorry I mean he's, he's clearly got issues and hopefully he can sort through them but you know don't wish ill on anybody but the fact is that's not, that sort of shit needs to stop Mm. And there should be better security to stop it from happening in the first place. Yeah, man. I mean, could have had anything. Yeah. Could have had anything. Luckily, that's hasn't. what I mean. That it could have turned out so much worse. And the fact that he was even able to get that far anyway, it's just like you know, wow. sort your shit out. Man. Also, how do you explain that to someone who's been? If you've got like a five-year-old kid or whatever, yeah, it's their first show. How do you explain that? Exactly. You can't, oh. can you? It just it, it it makes it you know. Tarnish it, and, and, and to a large degree, wrestling fans don't need any more dirt on the name. Mm. But you know, you can't again. You can't judge the actions of one. Uh, you can't judge everybody for the actions of one. Yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, it, it is isolated incidents when these happen. But you know, but I was surprised that MGF didn't mention it on Dynamite, <laughs> like he did with Brett. I imagine <laughs> at some point he probably will, won't he? But yeah, do you remember when he mentioned that to Brett? I think it was was it Double or Nothing when Brett came out. To yeah, hang out it was. Yeah, 2019. Yeah. 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 Watch out, Brett. Oh. <laughs> God. But yeah, scary stuff, but he's he's doing good and that's the main thing. Yeah. Well, some more cool news then. After we uh, wrapped up recording last week and we discussed that GCW had announced the Indie Wrestling Hall of Fame to take place in January, um, there has since now been four announced uh, inductees. So we've got Ruckus who is going to be inducted by Sanjay Dutt. Nice. We've got Homicide, who's going to be inducted by Chris Dickinson. We've got Jerry Lynn, who's going to be inducted by Sean Waltman. And Dave Prazak, who there's nobody announced to induct him yet, but they're the four names so far. Why is he the only one that hasn't got a name? Well, I suppose <laughs> somebody's going to. They just haven't announced it yet. Uh, fair enough. Thoughts on the on the pick so far? I'd have, well, yeah, I mean, I'd have preferred to actually see Sanjay Dutt going in. Rather than inducting someone, but you know, you can't have it all, can you? <laughs> There's time. 
If, if, they, if they make it like a yearly thing, which I, I'd, I'd hope they would, I think it's, it's really cool to see it done in the first place. Yeah. It is, it, it is, it is. Gives um, exposure to a lot more people that deserve it that's, you know, not in WWE. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, and that's it. And I think it just gives people that um, acknowledgement, I guess. Mm. Like for everything, like we said last week, the, the Indies is its own beast. Yeah. And shouldn't really be. I think we're past the point where we can look at the Indies as like, oh, well, you're in the Indies, but maybe you should get out and go somewhere. Like the Indies is, has become, for a lot of people... Um, a perfectly sustainable... Their main go-to. Income. Yeah. Yeah, for a lot of people. like It's where you can make your name, and it's you can make money now Yeah, on the indies. And it's, you know, it isn't like how it used to be. So, yeah, these are the guys that helped make that happen, though. You know, someone like a Jerry Lynn. Yeah, who paved the way. Yeah. And Homicide as well. You know, Ruckus has been around for, I think, probably, what, 20 years oh, now? No, yeah. And, yeah, and obviously, yeah, Dave Prasak as well. There's, I don't know how many they're going to have, but... Yeah, I, I, I think it's pretty cool. I think it's awesome to see that. It's a really, really good idea. I'm, you know, I'm glad that it's happening. And like you said, even in the first place, it's good to know it's going ahead. And I hope it takes it serious. Yeah, Because like, like, you know how many people take piss out of WWE Hall of Fame. Exactly. They yeah. take them piss out of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because some people that are in there probably don't deserve it yet. Yeah. Or people that aren't in it yet that deserve to be in it. I don't think you deserve it. <laughs> but I'm going to give it to you anyway. But yeah, well, the Indie Wrestling Hall of Fame, again, is uh, going to take place on Saturday, January the 22nd, 2022, from the Cutting Room in New York City. The following night, however... Do you reckon it'll be televised? On uh, Fight or whatever? We, yeah, I'd imagine it's going to be on Fight TV. Because the, obviously they've put tickets out to attend it live, so I would imagine they'll have that up on... That'd be a good watch. Yeah. I think it'll probably be part of a weekend package, which GCW usually does, because the following night is GCW... Well, the world on GCW... Um, show which is uh, this is a huge milestone for GCW so it's going to be held from the Hammerstein Ballroom mm. and they've sold it out yeah it's going to be potentially the largest crowd to witness a wrestling show from the Hammerstein Ballroom and that includes obviously when Ring of Honor has been there and of course G- um, ECW wow and so it was the first Raw venue ever yeah yeah that's right yeah Hammerstein Ballroom is one of those like it's, it's a venue it's just it's synonymous iconic, it? yeah it's iconic and synonymous with pro wrestling also helps that it's so close to the Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a really big weekend. The world on GCW is going to be a big show for them anyway. But honestly, that whole weekend is... It feels kind of like their, their kind of WrestleMania, I guess. Yeah. That, I think every company needs to have one of those. Yeah. You need you need something to like big to build around, don't you? The, the show itself, I don't know sort of any matches announced yet, but... Um, the names that are going to be there. So Eddie Kingston is going to be there. Uh, Briscoe Brothers have been announced. Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green are going to be there. Of course, Nick Gage, Ali Catch. Cardona, um, I don't know. We just said him. Um, <laughs> Janella? Janella. I think Janella should be there. Yeah. This It's a big show. I'd imagine they're, they're probably pulling Oh, Kawhi's going to be there. All the stops. <laughs> no, there's no more, <laughs> no more BS. No more BS. Yeah, I don't know. We we were speculating last week on who we'd like to see going out. I I will still be surprised if the Briscoes don't end up in it. They deserve it. They've been, like I said, they've not been in any of the the. Well, I don't know if you want to say a major ring of honor, but they've not been in WWE. I don't think they did Impact. They might be doing AW soon, but yeah, they've been mm. so set in their ways of being independent, not going into the big money. Yeah, fair play to them. Yeah, but and that, but that's like what we said before. Like you, they're obviously making their money. They're out. They're happy doing what they're doing. And they're, na- they're a name because they're on, yeah, exactly. Hundred percent, they are a name. But the Brit- I think that's the other thing when you work the indies is that you you probably are in a lot more control of your character. Yeah, and the Briscoes have and they've evolved a lot. 
through the years, really. Like you go Definitely. back to the old kind of Ring of Honor 2005, six, seven era as opposed to, you know, now, and they look completely different, but yeah. they're still the Briscoes and they are. A part of me wants Delirious to go in, but I just wanted to be doing a Delirious promo. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be weird. Like, imagine when Undertaker does a Hall of Fame with WWE and it's just going to be him as Mark Calloway, not as yeah. Undertaker. Yeah. I think that's probably going to be a lot easier now, though, because he's done so many out of character interviews since that retirement. Yeah. So it's oh, there's loads of people. Well, it could be a, it could be a separate episode, couldn't it? Who you think should be in the independent top ten coming soon? Top, <laughs> top ten, yeah, yeah, man. There it's, is so that's, many. That's, just, that's an episode of itself, isn't it? But it kind of answers one of the questions uh, that we had last week, which was how we're well, not from the WWE camp, obviously, but like how many guys they can probably reach out to that maybe aren't necessarily still work in the indies as much. Yeah, because Jerry Lynn's a backstage, I think, a- trainer a- or producer. A-W, yeah, yeah, for AEW. But Sean Waltman inducting him in. See, Sean Waltman probably is a good fit to go in himself at some point. Probably. If anything, I'd have, I'd have thought RVD would have I was going to say him. RVD because he's yeah. got history, but... Yeah. It's one of a kind. <laughs> history, <laughs> but I think it's more from an ECW standpoint. I don't know. Would you class ECW necessarily as indie? Mm, not really, because they're considered as the top... top yeah, they were, they were, like, classed as one of the... It took them a while to get known as a third brand... How does a top three work, though, do you think? Because like, once upon a time, before AEW even was a thing, your top three, arguably, was WWE, at least in the West, was WWE, TNA, and probably Ring of Honor, I would yeah. say. But Ring of Honor, would you... So do you class Ring of Honor as an indie? They were always... They, I think they it's class a tough them, question. But I think they class themselves as indie. Yeah, I'd say they were indie, yeah. That's what I mean, then, you see. So, and again, like a lot of these guys have been Ring of Honor staples. Ruckus. Well, when you, yeah, but when there was... Um, Whenever it, it, because in Sang Clan Posse wrestled from basically every promotion yeah but they always get promoted as they were in WWE WCW ECW and Ring of Honor and Impact mm. so do you say it depends what, how you say that I guess I guess the, the one way you can look at it is that there's tiers of indies ain't there yeah and now at the top tier and then you know as you work down it's well well again we've got to see what happens with Ring of Honor in the new year now because yeah this it's whole a shame about thing. what happened to them isn't it but like we said, GCW has risen up in the ranks massively over the last few years. And oh, yeah. Hammerstein Ballroom sellout is a such a milestone. Mm. But I think we're probably going to see some really big things from him next year as they well. They had Moxley on there, didn't they, not long ago? Well, he's their champ. Oh, he still is. So, yeah, he's still... Well, obviously, with the whole rehab situation going on, don't know what's going to happen. I think he's been booked for a show. Does any, Do we know how long he's going to be in there for? Like, probably three months or something, wouldn't it? Like I said, he's probably longer. He's been apparently he's been booked for a show, but I couldn't tell you where it is. Mm. And they have shown a match with him in Kingston against. Um, I think it was a tag match they recorded for AEW that had been shown, or it was recorded for uh, New Japan had been shown. Oh, okay, but when did the match take place though? Um, ages ago, I think. Oh, okay. Like I say, it was Kingston and Moxley yeah. against. I think it's Ishii and. Tickers Mox himself. I think Mox himself would be a a good pick for something like that. Yeah, definitely. Built man. up a huge name on the Indies, and yeah. he, he was a name before he got to WWE. I'll tell mm. you, I'll tell you, who should be in it. Sick Nick Mondo. Yeah, and he can do his own package as well. Sick Nick Mondo. <laughs> yeah, he could, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in all honesty, that's a yeah, that's a massive shout. He's probably well. I don't know. It he can, should be in it. It definitely. depends how they're going to do their. You know how WWE like we we said this last week, but WWE kind of does their like their tears. Yeah, like you have like the the one big one and then one big one at the top. And somebody's died. And- yeah, well, yeah, because they've got all these kind of different categories with the Warrior Award and all that sort of stuff. I don't, I don't know if necessarily they're going to do something like that, but um, I don't know. To be honest, like it'd be good for them to take the glitz and glamour out of it 
and just make it like a genuine. And I'm not saying the Hall of Fame's not genuine, but you can definitely tell in in more recent years it's become probably more of a struggle for them to fill and pad out the the lineup. It's because they pretty much put everyone in here already. Well, I know. <laughs> Look at 2005. I mean, even most of the people that were inducted in 2005 could have probably been like a main event spot themselves. Roddy Piper. Yeah. Um, Sheik. Sheik probably could have been a, you know, Sheik was, I know they're like bygone errors now and they don't get talked about as much anymore because now the bygone error is, is the attitude error. Yeah. Which is weird. How does that but make you feel? But that's like, but that's kind of, they're the old days now. Yeah. And with women, now it's basically anyone who's in like the Rufus Gresham era. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So like Tori Wilson. Yeah, Tori's been in. You got Trish in. Stacy. Yeah. Stacy Keeper's not in it, Lita. but I'd imagine she would be. Lita as well. Lita, yeah. Mental Ivory. Really. Ivory's in, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, and I imagine you probably go through like Jacqueline, Jacqueline and, yeah. and <laughs> Sable and. Well, Sable's not in yet. No, but, well, you, Sable would have to go in at some point, wouldn't she? But again, from, from a women's standpoint, I don't know what they'll do um, from the Indies. The cat. <laughs> <laughs> the cat, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the only woman, the only woman wrestler from when I started paying attention to the indie scene was Daisy Hayes. Mm. But that, like I said, that's probably the only one I can think of at the minute. Go Kim. I wonder if they maybe might do something for Daphne. Probably, maybe, yeah, be nice, I guess. But I mean, yeah, overall, it's all speculation, isn't it? But I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a really interesting weekend, and I can't wait to see. I love watching wrestling shows from the Hammer, um, Hammerstein Ballroom. It's anyway. got a different feel, hasn't it? Yeah, it's really good. Definitely. Awesome. Yeah, we've got uh, some news then from the AEW camp. So you guys obviously seen about JR. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What a shame. Wouldn't wish it on anyone, would you? No. So for those, I mean, again, you listen to this, the news has been out for some time now, but probably aware. Jim Ross um, was diagnosed with skin cancer and he is currently undergoing treatment for that. For full gear... Some people were noticing, apparently, some people were noticing that he wasn't quite on his game. No. But then, um, obviously, he's going through radiotherapy, mm. and, you know... That's going to take it out of you. Well, it, so. for anybody that's ever had that, they've all said, you know, those same things. And, you, and I, I mean, I can only imagine what that's yeah, like, because yeah. I've not been through it. So, it's, it's awful. Like you said, you wouldn't wash it on anybody. Um, but he's going to take some time off. It, it's, it seemed that way, anyway. The Thanksgiving episode of Dynamite this past week... Um, he kind of closed the show saying it will see everyone again soon, not mm. really soon. And then he's put out a statement. He's hoping to be back by the 29th of December. And obviously with Tony Khan's blessing, he's going to take off all the time off that he needs. Yeah, yeah of course. Absolutely. You Which, know. you know, absolutely. 100%. No matter what company you work for, you should have, you shouldn't even need a blessing really. But Do we know who is going to be filling his spot in the meantime? I haven't announced, have they? I, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I would have said Taz, but, but I don't know with the team Taz situation that they've been doing on Dynamite. Mm. Uh, well, they, yeah, but they have him out on Rampage every week. Him well, and they've had Jericho together. on Rampage. So. Yeah. Maybe Mark Henry or, you know. Uh, I think well, he's gone from commentary for good now. Oh, really? Yeah, they've not. he's not been on Rampage. The Rampage setup is usually Excalibur, Taz, Ricky Starks, obviously whilst he recovers from injury, and um, Jericho. Jericho on and mm. off. Um, maybe Jericho well no because Jericho's touring isn't he? so it won't be Jericho well if this Covid thing happens they might not be able to travel well yeah obviously no, there's that. this yeah. new variant but Omicron yeah it's, I mean even, even regardless for all that you know whatever they do it's, don't know whether or not it'd be a permanent thing anyway because JR obviously said recently it was a little while ago but he, he kind of hinted at maybe 
taking more of a backstage role as opposed to an on-TV one. But Makes sense. It, it does make sense, but he's done this before, and he mentions it in his books. Like he's When he's done that before, he, 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 he misses it. Mm. I think you would do. He misses the rush of, of live television. Yeah, any, anyone would, wouldn't they? You know, especially if you've been in the business as long as he has. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, he's probably... He's got to be one of the guys now that's been in it the longest that's still fortunately years. with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely mental. Yeah, him the and... The stuff him he must have seen. Him and Vince are like pretty much the... Because Vince was started on commentary, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, but JR, even before that, yeah, JR before was, that. was it? He was a referee, weren't he, to begin with? He was crazy, man. Yeah, so he probably is the longest one. And, that, and that's got to be, what, 60s or 70s? 73, 74, I think yeah. he says. Yeah, so it must be the longest running. His, his career yeah, dates back sure. to the 70s. It's absolutely astounding. And, you know, because we, we've done it as well. And sometimes we do laugh at, you know, blunders JR makes on commentary and stuff. But like, there's absolutely no denying it. He's the voice of a generation, multiple generations. Multiple, yeah. And he's certainly the voice of, arguably, I'd say all three of us, our childhood. Yeah, yeah. for him, sure. Him and King together. You him know, and Jerry the King Lawler, definitely, yeah. Some of the calls that they've made. And JR, he's just the voice of wrestling. Like, you hear JR's voice and... Yeah, he is, yeah. It's wrestling. It, yeah, you know? there's, there's is, no denying that. He is what people in the 80s were and the 70s were with um, Gordon Sully. yeah. Mm. It's mental, really. But again, and we'd, we'd always say that, but wrestling will always come secondary to any kind of health concerns and things. Like we said about yeah. Mox in the past, you know, get better soon and come of back course. when you're ready. But 100%, you know, your health's got to come first. 100%. But Jim Ross, I think in recently, I think this week on, um, uh, I don't know if it was his, his podcast or someone else's, but he, he, he'd basically he'd said that he's got some more procedures coming up soon because I think they found more on his back that they need to remove. So he's obviously having like some minor surgeries as well um, to remove certain areas of, of where this, uh, I'd imagine the skin cancer is most prominent, but mm. yeah, it's just super, super sad news. Isn't yeah, it, it really? Is, yeah. But like at the same time, he seems like he's in really good spirits and he's just said that all I can do is get myself healthy and then get back to it. But he's just got that, it's, it's that mentality, isn't it? Hard as yeah. nails, but yeah, you man, know. you know, all all the wishes to him and his family and that, and I'm sure he will get back. I'm sure he'll be, be back before you know it. Yeah. But even if it's not by the end of the year, just he's just got to do what he's got to do. Yeah, man. But, you know, yeah, definitely. All the best to Jim Ross. But AW, I don't know what's... I don't know where, where you probably stand on this and how much you might know about it already, but Austin Gunn. Mm. All right, okay. <laughs> so... Um, I'll be the first to say, I'm, I'm not a fan of Austin Gunn, never have been. Particularly, particularly when we were at the very beginning of the pandemic shows and they had the face wrestlers on one side in the crowd and the heels on the other. He would always irritate the hell out of me and he was meant to be a face. So at least turn him heel, it makes sense. I can dislike yeah. him and it's it's warranted, right? But um, having that, having said that, it's it's come to light some tweets that he had made when he was 17, back in 2013, I believe. Um, I don't know the full context. I was reading through it a bit, but in a nutshell, he uses the N-word in certain tweets. And they've resurfaced, as sometimes this sort of stuff tends to do, yeah. if people go digging. And um, he had to put out a really long apology, essentially, to everybody saying that um, you know he, he'd made these when he was young. He feels he's so sorry. And... He does mention in there that he's attended, like AW has really good sensitivity training, which we've heard about before where they've sent people to that. Yeah. But he said he's, he's already attended multiple <laughs> of those sessions. And that, that wasn't something I was aware of. So I don't know, obviously, if there's been anything else that's happened previously, but it kind of indicates that, uh, you know, maybe he's done it on his own free will. But I, I can't imagine 
Well, it'll probably be that's attending well, another he, one. Did, now, he probably knew that this was going to come up. But yeah. then again... Well, no, because it, 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 in this apology, he says they've been brought to my attention. Right. So that kind of indicates that, like, you know, yeah, he wrote it. But let's be fair. I mean, I don't remember what I did in 2013. Yeah, exactly. You Most know. of it, things I yeah. wrote. Where, where, do you, where do you think it stands on it then? Because I, I, I do think there's an interesting conversation here. Like, first of all, you have to put, like, the fact is the language is just not acceptable. No. It's not. It's not to be tolerated. There's no excuse for it. However, I don't think he should have to apologise for something he done like ten years ago. Nearly. When I think it's when he, when he's seventeen. Exactly. Seventeen. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not putting across that it's fine because obviously it's not. But what I'm no. trying to what I'm trying to say is that it's not like it happened last week. It was. It you know, it's nearly ten years ago. It's similar to the Scorpio Sky you situation. You shouldn't have to be punished for something that you did ten years ago. Mm. I mean, yeah, he, it was wrong. And, he, you know, he's put his apology out there, which is great, we, you know, which is what he should have done. And, and he did. So fair play for that. But it was nearly 10 years ago. But do you like, find it funny? You know? Do you find it funny they've just come out since he's got this big push? Yeah, but but this is what I mean. I think certain people do go, like, I think they do go digging. And I, you've got to think, like, how much time of your day are you spending to yeah. go back that far yeah. to try and find dirt on someone? Exactly, yeah. You must have, you know? must lead a fucking really, really fucking dreary, sad life to have to do that. He's upset someone somewhere. That's anything I can think of. Because mm. how else would you find something like that from that far back? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The same, and you see this happen quite a lot, really. Like, um, last year, Sammy Guevara in that, that interview where he said stupid comments that he'd made to yeah. be edgy, but he didn't mean what he said, but he, he said stupid stuff. And it wasn't, you know, Scorpio Sky. Comments he made about, um, I think, homosexuals long, long time ago. And that all then resurfaced. The Lars Sullivan stuff yeah. mm. all resurfaced with things that he'd said. And that was that was quite a broad thing. But I think the only thing is, for us, and again, I think he, he looks, he just irritates me, right? <laughs> he really irritates me, grinds on me. But for 17 years old, and like you said, nearly 10 years ago, there's nothing to say that he, he hasn't, like, he, he has got a different view on everything now. And he, you know, things that you say when you're 17, you do say a lot of dumb crap when you're 17. And I, I'm not defending it, but you do say stupid stuff. Yeah. But like we've all said stupid things, like when you're a teenager, that you can look back on now and you cringe. But I don't know. I, I don't know what the overall big, the overall deal is with it, because again, it's that whole idea that he's already attended multiple ones before. It's, it's strange. The other thing people are pointing to, and I say people, it's, it's certain people on Twitter, and I think certain um, online sort of personalities have picked this up as well, but they kind of draw into the whole Billy Gunn stuff as well. Because he mentions in the apology that, you know, he's, he wasn't brought up that way. But then obviously then you've got people going, well, what about that time Billy Gunn did blackface? I was going to mention that because he's, he's done it twice. Yeah. He did it once for that. the nation, and he did it, I think he was... Yeah, he dressed up as um, Devon Dudley when they were feuding in Impact. With yeah, with the was it Aces and Eights. No, it was um, the James Gang or whatever they were called at the time against Team Three D. Oh, of course. Yeah, and they did. And yeah, he dressed up as Devon in blackface, and this was two thousand and eight. I reckon it opens up. The thing is, it opens up so many things, doesn't it? Because again, like it's what people thought was acceptable then. Yeah, it is a different time now. That different you time. You can't say any, any anyone can't can't deny that that it is a different time now. Well, yeah, that things nation, that was acceptable then, obviously, is not acceptable. Yeah, that nation now. of domination segment was considered one of the best moments on actually uh, 
now they won't mention it. It's been deleted from the Peacock, isn't it? Exactly. But, but voted. But, but the thing is, obviously, the N word itself shouldn't be said. Yes. Like they should. He shouldn't have said that. If he's if it, if it genuinely if that's not the sort of person he is now, mm. I agree with what you say. I don't think necessarily he should be punished for for that now. Mm. But he's got to own it. Yeah. And he's got to make sure that that doesn't happen again. And if and but, you know to the other side of it, if that genuinely is how he speaks, look at Hogan. And that whole yeah. debacle. But yeah. Hogan, that, that apology came out as he was sorry he got caught, not that he was <laughs> sorry what he said. But there's a big difference between the legacy of Hogan and the legacy of Austin Gunn so far. Well, so far, yeah, but then this is what I mean. Do you stop somebody even having a chance to build a legacy? Just for something that happened nearly ten years ago. Or do you or or then you're gonna be like a lot of other people that give Hogan the pass because of his legacy. Because either way, it it shouldn't matter. You've said yeah. what you've said. And Hogan was said it when he's an older, like you know, he should be wiser, he should know mm. better. Mm. Bottom line, should own it, and then you know, just move, try and move forward. Yeah, I mean, what, whatever Tony does and AW does with it off the back of that, I don't know. Obviously, we've just seen him get absolutely railroaded by Darby on Dynamite um, this past Wednesday when he absolutely destroys him on the ramp. Because again, now this whole uh, program they've got with Sting and Darby against the Gun Club, I don't know how it'll affect that, or if we'll see him potentially this week, but. I guess we will see. We will see. Time will tell. It will on that one. But more news from AWE. More is there. Even more <laughs> news from AWE. Unfortunately, your boy Jay, Kenny Omega, yeah. has lost all of his belts. Got oh, no. nothing to keep his trousers up with anymore. Well, he don't need belts to make himself good. He's already the best in the world. So. <laughs> <laughs> punk, isn't it? No. <laughs> See, the not the best in the world. <laughs> that match will definitely happen. Oh yeah, hundred percent. When well, whenever he comes back, but we don't know what's going on with the situation yet. But um, do you, are you aware of what's happened so far? Only that he's uh, dropped the AAA title. Well, vacated the AAA title, should yeah. I say? Because he's having surgery or is injured or something. Is he Omega? Bit of a bit of everything. Yeah. yeah. So the AAA Mega Championship, which obviously what he held, he was actually scheduled to defend it. Against El Hio del Vikingo, Triple A, Triple Mania. That would have been good as well. Region on December 4th. But um, that's obviously now been dropped and cancelled. I think he had informed Triple A or someone from AEW had informed them um, sort of middle of, of this month that he wasn't going to be able to make that because, you know, obviously with all these, I suppose, amounted injuries over the mm. last few years, from what it seems like, you know, and he was going to have to take time off. But he is going to undergo surgery. You're right, and it looks like it's potentially for his shoulder, knee, and his abdominal issues. Wow. Um, so it's not just one thing, then? No, apparently he's got a lot of stuff. So he, he's, he stated uh, in one interview, I believe, somewhere, that he's been... Oh, no, it wasn't an interview. It was, the, you know, on YouTube with the Dr. Bo. You ever seen him? He does all the chiropractor stuff. Oh, yeah, I've seen... Dr. Bo Hightower. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. I've not seen the video, but I know it's about... So oh, Omega was on there, then, was it? He's, he's done one with him, and he, he actually says on, on one of those videos that he's basically been training himself to... Like wrestle within a spinning, like a rotating ring since 2018 because he battles uh, vertigo. So he gets back to vertigo even when he's wrestling. So sometimes he'll be in the ring and everything's spinning. Shit. Which, I mean, if that's true mm. and he still pulls off the caliber of match that he yeah. does, then fantastic. <laughs> that's crazy, isn't it? But yeah, obviously, and that's going back since 2018. So that's, that's at least three years we know that he's been having some problems. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. Taking time away to fix things is how he's put it. But it sounds like there's probably quite a lot for him to work through there. Mm. Hopefully, you know, he comes back stronger than ever. Do you think the... What do you think about the, the actual title being vacated itself, though? Was that... Because that was the first thing that jumped to me. I thought, like, 
would that have been more beneficial for AAA to have dropped it to someone before? Well, the idea was mm. Andrade, weren't it, before they changed it? Well, there was one report I'd read, I think, at some point. They were supposed to be... I think he was going to drop it, potentially, to somebody the night after Full Gear. But AW stepped in, whether it was Tony Khan or whoever, I'd imagine Tony, stepped in to say, that's probably not going to work for us, because he's just lost against Hangman, dropped mm. the title there. Well, that was the situation with Andrade, because he, right. he lost the title... He lost the Impact title to Christian... Ah, that might be what I'm thinking of, and actually, And then he dropped fair. it, and it was meant to drop it to Andrade. Right. But they said, no, we can't have our champion lose That could be what I'm thinking of. Two days. Yeah. But see, Makes that, sense. It does, but then this kind of goes back to what I was saying on the turning point recap, is that, you know, you had the Impact title dropped to Christian Cage, but it was an AEW to an AEW guy. And although Christian Cage kind of works a bit more because he's got history with Impact... But then he then drops it to, you know what I mean? Yeah. We said, because it was about this time last year when all of this kind of like forbidden door stuff was happening and we were getting, you know, really psyched up and then Omega starts becoming the belt collector. But in retrospect, has it really worked for the other companies? No. No. It's not. It and hasn't I, and I, really. And, I, and, I, and least of all, for at least Impact's had something out of it, mm. but I don't see how AAA have really benefited from it. They haven't. I, I couldn't... I... Well, no, they haven't, have they? Because they haven't... I mean, they've had Omega on a few of their shows, yeah, but they haven't actually had anything really out of it. But I think that the last one, to my knowledge, unless you correct me if I'm wrong, but the last one, to my knowledge, was the one against Andrade. And it was before Andrade signed with AEW, but then yeah, again I think now... Was, I think that... Because it, it, that was, never actually happened, though, did it? It they was did, going They had the match. Oh, they did actually have the match. It was the, the DQ, match. but one yeah. report said they wouldn't do it because they just dropped... He just dropped the title to uh, the Impact title to Christian yeah. on the Rampage before. And yeah. another rumor was because Andrade hadn't signed a contract for AAA, they couldn't have him as a champion. Right. Which... Okay. But then again, Omega hadn't signed a contract for AAA either. So, but that must have been all part of the, all the, like the agreements and things. Because, yeah. to my knowledge, I think it was like Tony Khan and you know top dogs from Impact, AAA, and I think a lot of other different companies were all kind of like working together. Yeah. I don't know if they like. They probably had like conferences and things like that. It's cool. Let's discuss it. I think that's awesome the mm. way they've done it. But yeah, it definitely didn't, definitely didn't plan out as they wanted. Uh, well, I, I, I don't know what the end goal would have been, but I, I just I can't see how AAA benefited from it. So they're going to have to obviously hold. I think it's going to be a tournament now. It's um, a five way. A five way. So Bandido's been added to that. Yep, he's going to win. I think Bandido probably <laughs> will win it. Yeah, he's I'd a current so. current reigning defending Ring of Honor champion. So we'll um, see what happens the after former, final battle. But former so. Cavisto's in it. Fuego, Fiego? No, 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 no. Okay, it was, um, something Samurai, weren't it? Samurai del Sol. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> That's it. I can't. And the guy that was going to face Omega is in it. He probably will win. Ah, uh, probably. Yeah, but it's it. Regardless. Oh, Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish, yeah, but well, I don't know because again AEW, they, I'd imagine they probably want to keep the AAA title within AAA now at this point. Yeah, of course, because they've but, had a rough couple of months as well, Fish, obviously from yeah. that um, cancelled show because of the bloody drug cartel. Yeah, but the so, Bobby Fish might win it, and then you have that with the Adam Cole, the undisputed bits again when Omega comes back. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe I don't know. we'll see. But again, that that benefits AEW television. Yeah. Which no. I, I suppose it benefits somewhat, AAA, because it's AEW gets more exposure, especially obviously in the States and then over here for AAA. Yeah, but, but he never comes out with the belt anymore. Yeah, that mm. was the thing. Apart from when he was a belt collector and he had all the belts, never really you saw it. Yeah. Actually, once he dropped the Impact belt, I don't remember him coming out with a AAA one again. No. no and, so. um, I said this about Moxley, was the 
US champion in New Japan. But he, he only came up when he defended it. He, he didn't actually ever come yeah, out with it, yeah. Yeah, or if what they were about to show on TV was relevant mm. to something New Japan, obviously when Kenta showed up. Yeah. On Dynamite, but... I don't know, it's a shame that it's ended the way it has, but mm. I suppose, again, it's it's a similar thing to all the other stuff when it comes to health. You, he's got to prioritise that. But yeah. again, this one's a bit different for me because this has obviously been building up for so long. I feel like that could have been planned in advance. Probably. So it just it's just a bit of a shame, but we'll see. We'll see what happens with that, but there's no sort of telling yet how long we're looking at Omega being off for. But as you said there, we're sort of planting the seeds now for the Adam Cole. Maybe. Adam Cole, baby! No, I wouldn't mind it, though, you know? He takes over him while Omega's away, and then he comes back and feuds with Omega. That'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? Well, the promo, as I say before, it was Omega did that one where they sort of show this, like, Brandon film in it. Mm. And um, he turns and he goes, yeah, well, I'm leaving you guys in charge while I take time off. And Adam Cole steps in because he's there with the Young Bucks and he goes, well, thanks, mate. Well, don't worry about that. I've got everything. It's all under control. And Kenny's like, actually, I was talking to the Bucks. <laughs> so it, there's there's friction. And I love that they're building it. Mm. Like we say, I mean, it's all speculation, this side of things. But if Kyle O'Reilly's contract isn't renewed with WWE and he does decide to jump over to AEW. Hopefully. And we get the full undisputed, well, most well, of the full undisputed be Red Dragon, together. Won't it? Maybe Red Dragon again, probably. Red Dragon with him and Bobby, yeah. But then, of course, because they keep making Undisputed Arrow quips on Dynamite. Yeah. Bobby went to do... What would they call themselves? The Undisputed? <laughs> to be fair, I don't know. They probably would go for something similar, I'd imagine, at this point. Bob, Bobby keeps going to do the... And that is Undisputed, but he keeps getting cut, cut off. Yeah. So, like, they... they I, I like that it's it's building that way, but again, it's... Maybe, maybe it could use, be a slow build. Then. Well, they could use mm. Red Dragon, because... Well, it's, yeah, recognisable. But sometimes you see, like with Malachi Black, you know, he could have easily come over as Tommy End. Yeah. yeah. But he but he kept that WWE side of things and morphed it into like his own, mm. which I don't think there's a problem with. Because like we said before, Alistair Black, the character may have been a WWE design, but he made the character. He put everything of himself into that. Yeah. And really what made Tommy End. Yeah. So, yeah, you made Alistair Black. So take the Black name and go for Malachi Black. That's fine. Yeah. You know, and the same for Ruby Riot. Goes over as Ruby Soho. She still keeps Ruby. Yeah, because so. I think I don't think that was her name before she joined. No, it wasn't. She said actually she didn't want to keep that original name because Fair enough. Uh, apparently people kept mispronouncing it. Kind of <laughs> like QT Marshall, but he stuck to his guns and probably wishes he hadn't. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it suits him though. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose. It's quirky, isn't it? But yeah, man. Hopefully we'll see Kenny back sooner rather than later, but. At the moment, probably I suspect maybe around Revolution time we might see something from him. Or yeah, when they him. do another Battle Royal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a joker. It'd be well, funny if it actually came out dressed as a joker, wouldn't it? We'll see. Oh, well. <laughs> see you soon, Kenny. He'll be back on his feet in no time. He'll appear next week. Yeah, man, he'll be V-triggering away before you know it. V-triggering away. Well, we're going to talk about... Uh, the guy who's responsible for Ashley's favourite finisher in all of professional wrestling... Scotty Too Hotty. Yeah. First of all, before we even go into this, Ash, do you want to remind everyone why you think the worm is the worst finishing move of all time? <laughs> it takes too long and it's bloody awful. So you never beat anyone. It never, well, it, yeah, but it did. It was iconic, though, hey, weren't it? No, we're not talking... <laughs> Let's revisit. In, insert episode here. Changed my mind. You can't tell... Right, uh, right anyway, the news itself... <laughs> So Scotty Too Hot, he's been signed with WWE for some time and he is one of the trainers um, at the Performance Centre. Works very 
I think specifically, I think exclusively with NXT. Yeah, I think that's true, yeah, because I saw something about that on Instagram, yeah. He's definitely an NXT trainer, yeah. And that's been for at least, I think, a number of years. But um, Mm. obviously with all of the huge seismic shifts recently with the NXT brand, uh, it's not the same as it was. So (laughs) the whole (laughs) agenda, there are good things to it, but, you know, they're obviously... Well, they are (laughs) tie-dye. They're not looking for... Um, they're not looking for people from the indies anymore. Even though most of their main guys came from the indies in the first place. Well, I don't know what all but there the, is that. the reasons behind <laughs> yeah. it would be. I think they just want to make their own names, what we said before, isn't yeah, it? See, I, I, that's one thing I do like, trying to make your own names. And Bron Breaker's getting there. But, but, he, you, but need, you need more than one. Yeah, but he's still, but he's a Steiner. I know they don't acknowledge that he's a Steiner. Well, they but do, but they Steiner. never mention, he's Rick Steiner's son, but they do Scotty... I was going to say Scotty. <laughs> Scott, they Scott. Scotty Scott. T. Steiner. Scotty T. Steiner. Oh, I know he's the best wrestler of all time. Isn't he? <laughs> Big Papa Worm. Um, yeah, they give they give him Scott Steiner stuff. They don't give him Rick Steiner stuff. It's like it's like with Natalia. They don't do um, Jim Nyhart. They do Bret Hart stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whether or not that's the reason behind this, I don't know. But Scotty Too Hotty has requested his release, and he made that public. So before it had even been granted, and we've seen that happen in the past, and that's not always uh, worked in their favour. Sometimes it does come back to bite them. Yeah. But, yeah, he's made it public that he requested his release. And the tweet that I think he put out was along the lines of basically saying that he kind of told himself that if he ever felt like one day he wasn't, um, his head or his heart wasn't in it anymore, then he would he would walk away. But it's just, it's the timing of it, isn't it? It kind of lines up with all of these, like I say, big changes within NXT. Mm-hmm. So whether or not yeah. it's just he, he he doesn't feel comfortable with it or he's not I suppose happy well, he's not happy clearly yeah because he's requested his release but well I'm sure before he was a full time producer he was a firefighter so he might miss doing that again I don't know it might maybe yeah, it maybe be, he'll yeah. just enjoy his retirement you never know plus I, I don't really see his influence I wouldn't know what his influence is on NXT well there isn't really an influence is there it's just but like, you know how there, some there'd people be definitely hundred percent there'll be an influence, but people always talk about Shawn Michaels. Oh yeah, it's and Shawn what Michaels they learn from Shawn as, as the, from the trainers, but not so much him. And, and the same kind of goes for um, uh, A Train Albert. Yeah, yeah, he's meant to be the head trainer, but you never, you never get mentioned about. But no. isn't but that's a good thing though, isn't it? Like it should be that you know they 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 work behind the camera, they work behind the scenes, so you shouldn't yeah. really have to. So I think that's a good thing, really. No, and um, when I went to the live event, if they didn't mention. That was um, Hurricane doing to producing. I wouldn't have. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't have known, but. Stand back. <laughs> well, we had a Hurricane <laughs> this in England, haven't we? Yeah. Can't no, I don't know. I, I don't see that necessarily as a bad thing. You shouldn't have to know that. Whether or not, like you say, if it's something that's pulled him away from it, it's just it, the way he kind of worded it sounded like it's not necessarily that, though, and that it's just that he's just not happy. Mm. Which is a massive shame, really, because Scotty Too Hot is another one of those rare blokes where no one ever seems to have anything bad to say about him. No. Yeah. Like, at all. A-E-W. A-E-W. <laughs> <laughs> He's literally like, um, uh, I mean... Too Hot Scott is all it is. <laughs> too Hot Scott. <laughs> what can you say? I mean, like, it's like Mick Foley, Big E is another one. No one has anything bad to say about him. Brody mm. seemed apparently the same. No. Scotty Too Hot. Like, it's a really, really small list of people that like no one just seems to have any issues with. Mm. Um, but yeah, guy seems like a genuinely good dude. So no matter what he does, 
Return to the Ring, I don't know. <laughs> uh, he has worked. He's worked in these himself. So yeah, like uh, um, uh, there was a video he released. I'd like to see him have a match with Orange Cassidy. That would be quite insane, actually. Yeah, I did see he released a video in two thousand where him and um, Grandmaster did an indie show. They did run in, and, <laughs> and this is like this is two thousand, like just before they won the tag titles, and yeah, it was like at their prime. And they weren't able to do one indie show. I think it might be a local show for them, but I've seen that. I think it was he was allowed to do it because it was the the indie that he used to work for before he got big. Yeah, so that's why they let him do it. That's rare. That's really rare now, isn't it? I don't even yeah. know when the last time that happened was. But well, I was going to say the Evolve show, but I don't think that counts because they technically evolved it, technically own it. So yeah. Any thoughts on where he might end up, or what you think? Why he left? Too Hot Scott is all elite. <laughs> That's what I reckon. <laughs> Too Hot Scott. Those, that, that was the meme back in the day. That was more for Impact Wrestling, to be fair. Yeah. Because like, they, they genuinely did that sort of stuff, didn't they? It's like when Sting was in Impact and everyone thought he was going to be called Boardman Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not, it, it depends. It's up to him. Don't know if he wants to wrestle again, if he wants to produce. Whatever he does, he'll be good at it anyway. Or step away entirely. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Because he has got kids, hasn't he? He's got grown-up kids. Yeah. Well, I mean, from a financial aspect, yeah, I suppose you've got to do something to make sure you keep the money rolling in, but... I think he... I'm sure he's probably got plenty, though, hasn't he? Well, well yeah, you yeah. look at some of the biggest guys, like, you know, again, look at Flair. Like, depends how you, how good you are with your money at the end of the day, doesn't it, that? Yeah. yeah everyone's a Foley. <laughs> well, there you go. But yeah, I don't know if NXT changes are probably what's caused that or not, but maybe... I'm sure it'll come out. Maybe. I'm sure it'll come out, maybe. I can tell, tell you someone who they're trying to get to be a producer back for WWE. Who? Kenny Dystra. Really? Yeah. Wow. Apparently trying to get him up to like the main... I would have thought he wanted nothing to do with him because he, he left on really bad terms. Do you remember all this stuff with him and Mickey James yeah. and Cena and everything yeah. there? Yeah. I mean, that's 2008, 2009. Oh, it's mm. going back a while. So I know time heals wounds and everything, but... You know, he didn't. He really didn't leave on good terms. He was one of the spirit squad, weren't he? Yeah, he was the main yeah. guy. Mm. He was like 20, 20, 21. It's weird how that works, isn't it? That were the ones that, well, some of the ones that were in it that weren't the main guys are actually done much better. Dolph Ziggler, <laughs> yeah. literally Ziggler. But then, well, Ziggler's done much better in the sense that he's still with the company. Mm. But in terms of doing anything with him, I, I do really honestly think they dropped the ball with Dolph a lot, but. Again, yeah. you don't know how much of that might be on him, so well, it's, it's tricky. He well, he thinks he's Michael's, doesn't he? So <laughs> when he won the championship, and had a concussion. That probably didn't help, but mm. it shouldn't make a difference, should it? He should go to AEW and t- form a tag team with his brother. Well, he did say he didn't want. He's not interested in AEW, but well, they, all say that, that. <laughs> they all say that, wouldn't he? They all say, but I think Ziggler is one of those, though. Again, like he's got more clear cut pathways outside of wrestling because he's done a lot of stuff with, like especially stand up comedy. Yeah, well, fair play to the guy. You know, whatever you want. I think that that's that you see this a lot now, like coming off the back of talking about what people might be doing when they leave. It's you see it more more so nowadays, but people setting themselves up for life outside of wrestling. Yeah, and it's probably like the smartest thing that they do, and that's I think that's why a big reason why Twitch is such a huge thing. Yeah, um, and you can make big money out of that as well. Make so much money out of it, and again, like why it probably causes so much friction and turmoil backstage of WWE because yeah. they're they're handcuffed and not allowed to do it without WWE. But not just that, money. not just that, but a lot of them have Patreon as well, don't they? So. Patriot. Well, again, I don't, don't think the WWE guys can. Really? No. Not so much. No, they're it's, really limited on what they can have and what like they can do. It's like when Before Selena Vega got released the first time, but the OnlyFans situation. 
Well, the, mm. but the Zelina, I think the Zelina Vega thing was more because she put out that tweet about Union. Yeah, Union. Yeah, and that obviously didn't go down very well. But, but now she's a queen, so that matter. Yeah, <laughs> it's all very strange. But yeah, you've got definitely got to set yourself up for a life outside of it because this is the trouble. Like we talk about these injuries and things happening. Like you never know. I know it's kind of bleak, but like you just never know. And if wrestling, if being in the ring is your only source of income, you you need to have something set up for for outside of it. So yeah, for sure. Well, I think being a professional wrestler these days isn't even so much now about what you can do in the ring. It's just as much about what your business sense of what you can do outside of it. Yeah. So yeah. Well, Liv Morgan and Bo Dallas have a farm together, I believe. Wow, really? Yeah. Lay together then? Yeah. Oh God. Wow. Oh, I didn't know that. No. Well, so, mind you, saying that Lesnar's the same, but yeah. yeah. He makes good money anyway, to be honest. God, yeah, he's looking highly paid, isn't he? He's been brought up on a farm, so it's different, I suppose, isn't it? Crazy. Black, Black and uh, Sequina Vega. Yeah. <laughs> I had to get that out. As soon as you said the Queen, I had that in my head and I've been waiting to get it out. <laughs> so there you go, that's a quip for the evening. <laughs> but yeah, well, that's we go from one, I suppose, then requesting his release to one that we're not sure whether or not he's going to re-sign. So it could just be not not released, which is honestly a relief at this point. Uh, but Johnny Gargano. Gargano Johnny is all elite. Johnny wrestling. <laughs> oh, it could be. Well, he's always been Johnny Gargano, so as far as I'm aware. I, I hope he does go, because obviously I really, really do like him. He, he was always one of my favourites in NXT, talent-wise and, you know, image-wise and everything. He's I think one of the staples of NXT. Yeah, I, I think, honestly... If he went to AEW, he could make such a big name for himself there as well. He could get, he could be up there with Adam Cole. He could have, yeah, you know, he could he could be up there as as a main guy. Because I've said TNT title definitely straight away. Well, not straight away, but you know what I mean. Because he's one of these people who has done all he can do in NXT. Yeah, that's what I mean. He, yeah. There's nothing more he can do there, is there? So he might as well a, might as well move to greener pastures. That's where my grandma is. Is it? <laughs> oh, I thought it was from a film. Oh, I said greener pastures, not green pastures. <laughs> I was going to say Helen worked there, didn't she? Yes, she did, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh. Right, well, yeah, Gargano's situation. It is quite interesting, though, because the thing is, it's it's similar to Adam Cole's in the sense that he's had to sign a, an extension to take him up to war games. Now, Adam Cole's situation was a little different because it looked like they just made a genuine error with his contract. An extension. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> and, and this would be 2.0. <laughs> But yeah, that one worked in his favour, didn't it? Because he, he came out since and said, you know, sometimes he'd lie awake at night and imagine like him coming out in AEW. Yeah. Like, he was picturing it. And yeah, like yeah, he was putting Kyle O'Reilly over in that programme. So he worked with WWE to re well, to extend it. I would love to see him there. So he could put Kyle over. But Johnny's one, he's extended it to War Games. That War Games match, I know we're going to go through it uh, at the end here with what matches are on War Games, but... The what's probably going to be the main event is NXT 2.0 versus kind of, I guess, the old guard. Well, technically, yeah. It, the old guard with LA Knight. <laughs> yeah, who's only been there for about a year. Yeah. But La, La Knight. <laughs> but the thing is, that team consists of LA Knight, Pete Dunne, Gargano and Champa, yeah. who's reigning uh, yeah, champion at the yeah. moment. Yeah. Now... I don't know. Is that a fairy tale ending? Pun intended. Like if if this was his last one, him and Champa, like go out swinging. I know Champa's not going anywhere yet. He's a champ, yeah. but again, it, he's kind of up in the air. Like he's probably one of the older guys now in NXT, and it's, yeah. he's not fitting the bill for like we said before. But he's not fitting the bill for what they're looking for now. 
Gargano yeah. does also fit that bill. But the other thing that's interesting with Gargano is that he was a lifelong WWE fan. I think his dream was to go to WWE. But he's done everything he can now. Yeah, though, and he? he has. He did have that brief run in. I, the main would, I wouldn't want to see him in the main roster though, because he'd get buried, wouldn't he? I think he's. You know, he belongs in AEW. He belongs. <laughs> <laughs> he well, does. There is that. Myth, there is that myth about people that call, get called up to NXT don't do well in the main roster, but it isn't. Most of their champions are NXT people. It belongs in AEW. <laughs> it's the. You have to look at like the big picture of it, though. So when you look at everyone that's been called up from NXT, actually the ratio is quite small. Yeah, I was going to say because there's a lot of people that have actually right. failed. But it does take it has taken a while for some of them. Yeah, but there's a hell of a lot yeah. that they've buried. I mean, well, you, <laughs> a lot. There's there is a lot, but but most of them now aren't even there because they've released a lot of them. Yeah, obviously Cross, Keith Lee. I still can't believe that them two are gone. I can. Um, they dropped the ball with that, definitely. Massively, massively dropped the ball. Carry, carrying cross, oh, cross carrying is all elite. <laughs> cross carrying. Why well, killer? Kill, killer cross, yeah. Uh, and as, as long as he takes his wife with him, I don't right, mind. They, they bloody use her. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, I know. Because again, don't know what the situation was with that. But it, with Gargan at the moment, obviously we've got to bear in mind his partner's still there. She's yeah, pregnant no, at the moment, yeah. but Candice LeRae. That's true. Doesn't seem like she's in any position at the moment where she would be entertaining leaving. Mm. That doesn't stop you leaving anywhere. Like, like we said, with you Malachi know, Black, he's now one place and Selena, they kind of drove past each other. Like she came back into the company and as soon as she signs back, she, he ends up leaving. Yeah. I, but, I wouldn't, I would like to see both of them go really because I could see a good dynamic with them two against, um, Baker and Cole. It's whether or not though. Obviously, it probably never happened, but, but wanna, it'd be good to see. But do you want to see that feud again in another company? I know it'd be I'd probably be different style. Yeah, it would be change, much different, wouldn't but it? But it'd be, well, how much different? Well, obviously, because you got Cole is obviously, at the well, as we've making this, is in the super elite, any So yeah, that's different it, it'd, be, it'd be different, wouldn't it? Because you might see Gargano against one of the Bucks, or you might see uh, Gargano against Omega. Potentially, personal preference. I think it's one of those you probably have to allow enough time to pass. Because yeah, like, you couldn't just jump straight in. Yeah. The one of my absolute favourites. Well, it is my absolute favourite of all time feuds in NXT was Champa and Gargano. Yeah, and they had mm. like the most blow away belts. Like they were, they were every single one of them were amazing. But eventually, it just got to, like they kind of beat it over the head a bit too much. Mm. Well, that's what before the pandemic they were going to have a big match. Yeah. Then the pandemic happened, and then they had an empty arena match for like an hour. Well, they did that whole thing with Triple H getting involved. Like this is the last time now. This is yeah. the last one you're ever going to do. And then recently teased another one. <laughs> so it's, it's like, well, you know, I don't know. But again, that I wouldn't. I'm not going to sit, sit here and say I don't want to see those two square off again. But I think if you allow enough time, yeah, it's like Rock and Austin. I know very different in terms of like the tears and everything, like what we said before, but. Like Rock and Austin, you, when would you not want to see Rock versus Austin? But the fact is, you're not always doing Rock versus Austin. Like every week, no. every pay per view, and that's the problem with wrestling now is because you get so many reruns. Yeah, you do. Yeah, especially actually, in WWE. Well, this is it. <laughs> well, it's like when we talk about when people make the fun out of Orton and Cena, like having like oh thousand matches together. Rock and Austin, I think, only had like five or six at least. That were yeah. Speaking of Orton, we should have mentioned this actually during the Survivor Series recap, but big milestone for him at Survivor Series. Yeah, he's most pay-per-view appearances. He's now topped Kane, I think it was. Yeah, and nine... 177. Oh, so he's, yeah, he's now... the most pay-per-view appearances ever. Of anybody. Yeah. yeah. Of all time. Yeah. That's crazy, man. And Natalia's got the most women's matches. Orton Randy is all elite. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, they just call him Randall Keith, won't they? <laughs> Randall Keith. Keith Orton. <laughs> it's all elite. Yeah, I don't know. I, could you see? Could I see him in AEW? Probably. Yeah, Orton. Uh, well, Orton, I mean, Orton probably not. I think Orton's a lifer, isn't he? For WWE. Yeah, of course. But Orton, yeah. I remember Orton, when AEW was announced, was teasing how he was going to do it. Yeah, but he's, he's always been like that, though, hasn't he? I think him and Cody are quite good mates. I yeah, think. yeah, I think they so, are, yeah. yeah. Maybe see coming back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, definitely Gargano in, in AEW, definitely. But it's whether, or, it's whether or not he is going to... Leave though That's he belongs the there. I think last <laughs> last thing I saw was that I think he was he was uh, evaluating his options. Hmm. So let's face it though, if he did stay, what would he be doing? Just the same shit he's already been done, but already before. Well, there's a big there's a big talking point there, isn't there? Because you could say if this was a year ago, you'd probably say, well, you know, he's he, he kind of is NXT. He's probably better in NXT because then at least he's not going to be repackaged, turned into a manager, have his hair cut off. Or whatever else, if he goes to the main roster. But then, if he's done everything there is to do in NXT, then at what point does he become a bit stale there? Yeah, because he, he's he obviously turning heel and and having the faction the way and everything mm. like changed it up. But I know there's, you only, so, I there's <laughs> only so much you can do. There is only so much you can but do. But in a few years, will we be saying the same thing about Omega and the Bucks if they keep staying in? Maybe. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. You never Maybe. know, do you? But that, but that's like, but that's what was she going to say? But like, he's going to say change it up bitch <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say there will be people that have been in AEW for so long and all the pillars like Jungle Boy and how long is it until you go well unless someone else they, they bring someone else in well yeah but then look at MJ Excalibur and we laugh I think last week it was um, or week before on commentary when MJF was saying like he was the best this that and the other and Excalibur goes on commentary well yeah but he only he only wrestles four matches a year yeah <laughs> that's what I mean like they're, they're using him so, like MJF is such a, a massive part of every week's television mm. but he actually is only he's wrestling very little yeah so if they're doing that with the guys then you, you probably get more out of it mm. but WWE is constant isn't it and yeah. even NXT and you've got to look at NXT it's a different ball game now NXT 2.0 is a, is a Vince McMahon thing it's not Triple H got nothing to do with it that's bad well for now. From, from, for when now, Triple H comes back from his well, apparently, I mean, he seems to be on his feet, which again is really good because glad to see he's doing well now. Because those he's still recovering from that heart surgery. Yeah, recovering has- from it, but he's he's up and about because that video surfaced of them like Vince was with Triple H and Stephanie inspecting the new what's going to be the new WWE headquarters because I think they're moving from Stanford to. I couldn't say when, but I know he was in a building. And that was what- that, that was where it is. I can't remember where it is though, so I'm gonna have to look into that one. But yeah, he's he's up and about, so that's really good. Yeah. But my God, like everything that he made is just it's gone. Well, did you hear, <laughs> did you hear about this rumor that he was going to leave WWE and start his own company, Triple H? <laughs> really? <laughs> that was a rumor. <laughs> I think that's a that's a stretch, isn't it? I think that's a stretch. Hounsley but... Hurst Hunter is all elite. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that's a stretch, man. But I don't know. No, I, I agree. I think Gargano's probably not got much more he can do in NXT. And this new NXT, they don't want. From what we keep seeming to hear and see, they don't want that kind of person there anymore. They want people young twenties. I, I guess they want to bring them in, like so they're not already big on the indie scene or, or you know established anywhere else because they don't want them to bring any habits with them. They want to train people the WWE way. Mm. Kind of like, it's kind of like a, a more expensive wrestling school. Yes, but you're going to be noticed a lot more than you would be if you're independent, which is what they yeah, say. Yeah, you've knocked that on the edge. Yeah. 
But, but just but, imagine yeah. though, if they if they're going on about building their own stars, doing this, that, and the other, not getting anyone from the Indies, wouldn't it be ironic if they actually did that right? And then they made big stars, and then they left and went to AEW or, 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 or went to the Indies. <laughs> the thing is, though, those sort of people, you do find that they stay, don't you? Because, yeah. I mean, like, look at Cena. Yeah. Cena, exactly, Orton, yeah. Orton. I mean, Orton's got the whole like, kind of family lineage with wrestling. Yeah. So slightly different, but yeah, it's. Does he come out in AEW? There's more than one wrestling family. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Well, I don't know. We'll have to see. That's one of those time will tell situations. What if? Or what if? We'll have to see, yeah. We'll but we we might happens. know within a couple of weeks. It could be that soon. So we we will see. But do you think it depends on if he does stay? Will affect the result. Ah, uh, I, I, I know. Well, we'll no, we we'll get to it later. But... We'll get to it later. But I, th- yeah. it could do. If he's going, he's going to go on his back. Yeah, if he gets pinned, everyone's going to say the same thing. But if he does, if he's Tim wins, which they'll also say he's going to stay. So you just don't know, do you? Well, if he, if he does win, <laughs> then it's, it's a, it's, it hints more towards it. He'll stay because I don't think they would let him go over if he's leaving. Yeah, and course. then they shouldn't really. <laughs> but oh, I don't know. Well, that, we so if he loses, he's AEW then. <laughs> but if he wins, he's AEW. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, if he wins, he's New Japan. Well, speak, speaking of AEW, because I realise we, we haven't done it. Um, we have to have a weekly Cody segment. Oh, let's God just walk away say. now. <laughs> yeah, I'm off now. It was, not, it was nice to be back after six months. I'll see you in the next you one. You reminded me because the wrestling has more than one royal family. <laughs> oh, so. For God's sake. Is it we, still snowing? <laughs> do you want to just say real quick about the belt incident? Before we go into War Games preview and we wrap it up. I love this. this I absolutely incident, love this. Come on. Take right. it away, Ashley. A belt got thrown in the end. Yeah, right. Well, that wasn't the end, was it? Cody Rhodes took his belt off, threw it in the crowd, and then the crowd threw it back again. <laughs> right, coming on to more games. <laughs> it's funny, but the only thing I will say is that poor Aubrey, because it did hit her. Yeah. I wish she would have batted them anyway. She probably, probably would have done, but that was a bit, yeah. But it, it's tricky because the fans thrown it back, but Cody threw it to them. And if he didn't want it... Like Cody's thrown it into the crowd as it is. So if you wasn't paying attention, you're looking yeah. at your phone, you get walloped in the head with a weight belt. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want this fucking belt. Especially the buckle hit you. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the whole thing was kind of awkward, though, because he, he kind of like, he uh, gestures over to, I think it was either Doc Sampson or or it was like the security guy that's usually sat in the corner. Oh, so they have security. And he picks up, yeah, he picks it up and just puts it under the ring. But then a little bit later in the match, he gestures over to the to the guy to pull it back out of the ring, so he puts it back on. Mm. And it was really weird, but the, the, my biggest issue with it, again, was that it was taking me out of the match because I kept watching what Cody was doing. Yeah. And that really annoyed me, but again, I'm still convinced some of this is going to be a work because when he left after the match, he contemplated on which tunnel he was going to go through, and he chose the heel tunnel. And he walked through it. And AEW does put emphasis on the tunnels. You know what, though? He's got an opportunity here to, if, you know, he could have that as his new thing. Like, every time he throws the belt out, he's got an opportunity to make some of it here. Like he, 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 could, he, could get, he could get that over. If he's oh. going to turn heel, he could be the guy that throws the belt out and then they throw it back, you know? He could do but that. My, my worry would be the more they do that, the more they're going to put stock <laughs> into that he's the new John Cena and he's not. He's no, not. not by any means. It's not the same, but even Tony Khan made that um, comparison. No. And it's, but it's not. It's, no, he's, he's not, not Cena. He's, he's not, not even. Cena. He's nowhere near that level. 
And the fact is, he shouldn't be worrying about trying to be like a Cena. He should be a Cody Rhodes. And Cody Rhodes is a fantastic heel. And the fact yeah, is, is yeah. the people want him will, to turn I will give heel. that to him. I will give that to him. He's great in the ring. I won't stand by and, and let people say he's rubbish in the ring. He's not. So people that hate on Cody because it's the fun thing to do now, no. I don't even hate on Cody, but he's a heelish character. The character is heelish. But he plays I, a good heel. I hate on Cody because he buries most people. Well, see, I mean, I d- he didn't bury Black. He didn't bury Alistair Black. No, well, Ma- but it, it depends which way you look at it, really, doesn't it? That whole thing, I think, has gone on too long. But Malachi Black's got two victories over him, and then he won a third. Which... But was, it wasn't a burial. No, it's a kind of separate joke on MGF. Kind of. Where the guy won the fight, final I think match, if, and they were acting as like he won the feud. I think if he turns here, yeah. I will like him more. I think I will genuinely actually start to like him. But if that's he turns the problem, heel. then, isn't it? That's see, it's so tricky, isn't it? Because if we like him more when he turns heel, it defeats the point of turning him heel. It's really, it is so tricky. It is so tricky because I feel like I'd be the same way with it. But at the minute, I find him distracting. Well, is it as bad? I think I mentioned this before. That ladder match where he's on the ramp. But yeah. all you see is him. It's distracting. It takes away from everything else. But the burying thing, I disagree with it. But I do think that sooner or later, and hopefully sooner, we need to get Malachi working with other people. Yeah. Because he's literally feuded with Cody since he arrived in the company. And that was when? June, July? Yeah. Was it was it? around that time. Is it uh, around about It's been then? a few months. Road Rager, wasn't it? So whatever that, whenever that Road special Rager. was. Okay, no, that's a long time. No. I don't know. We'll see what happens with Cody, but we have to get a weekly Cody segment in. Well, I'm glad that's over with. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's see what he's got next week for us. <laughs> Cody Road. Arn Anderson shoots him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And that was the end of the Cody show. I do like that what they're going to be doing, with, while you're getting up War Games yeah. card, I do like what they're doing with the Tully and Arn Anderson thing. Yeah, that's cool. I, I've never found myself so invested in wanting two 60-year-old blokes want to fight each other. Yeah, it's great what they're doing. <laughs> I do agree. Why don't they just get Sting involved when you have <laughs> Well, they did really briefly. I don't know. Yeah. Like, that no, just didn't go anywhere, did they it? They sort of stared off, didn't they? And that was it. Well, yeah. they, they did the beatdown thing and then it just moved into something else. So, I don't know. Maybe if they revisit. It'd be cool to see that, though. Yeah. You know, going not expecting much, obviously, because, you know, they're old guys now and fair play to them. The thing is, the crowd will pop as soon as they yeah. start swinging. It doesn't even need to be a match. Like, yeah. if they just, just throw, a, throw just a, a couple of punches, yeah, that'll yeah. be it. And maybe if Tully t- uh, takes a spine buster, which yeah. he probably would. Yeah, probably. I think he probably yeah, would. Be, be He's given it to nearly everyone that Cody's feuded with. So and yeah. Arn still knows how to hit a hell of a spine buster. Yeah. So. He does, yeah. Yeah. War games. <laughs> yeah, technically it's not a takeover, but it is just a. So it so is a special. It's a it's just a special. special. Yeah. No. So that is it then. That's WWE's last pay per view. Yeah, that's year. one until day one, which is obviously New Year. So yeah, we are uh, going to talk about war games. War games. The only thing that's been annoying that Regal hasn't said it himself. He's not appeared. We don't need to know how we've done it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Obviously going by Wikipedia's list. You, so Wikipedia. Honest. You love it, don't you? He's a fucking shill, isn't he? Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> what you got, Ash? So, the first match on the list is War Games match. War Games. <laughs> Cal Gonzalez, Io Shirai, Cora Jade and Kaylee Ray are facing Dakota Kai and Toxic Attraction of Mandy Rose Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. 
I don't um, uh, recognise half of them names, if I'm honest with Mandy you. Mandy <laughs> Rose is the, the NXT Women's Champion and Toxic Attraction are the tag champions. So. Don't recognise half of them. I think Team Rose wins. They should probably, but they might few they might have a num- new number contender and probably Cora Jade. Or I'm, I'm going to go for the Raquel Gonzalez team. So you're going for... Yeah, fair enough. Mm. I think so. It depends. I'm guessing it? the big storyline there is obviously because Dakota Kai was part of that, and now she's obviously turned in. Yeah, yeah. And now they're feuding with. She's feuding with uh, Raquel again. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's cool. That'd be a good match. Well, it might be it a good be. match. Should they, be a good you, match. War games haven't been bad so far. So no, war games. <laughs> uh, so yeah, mixed bag for our predictions. Change it up, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> the second match on the list is a hair versus hair versus hair match. What? Hair versus hair with Cameron Grimes versus Duke Hudson. Ah, I think Grimes has taken a loss, but well, a couple of weeks ago, Duke Hudson did do a hair cut on a beard trim on. On Grimes, Cam- yeah. Grimes. I shall go for Grimes because I don't know who the other guy is. <laughs> He's one of the 2.0 new people they Yeah, right. I think this is going to be... I, I, I think a lot of NXT 2.0 guys going over on this show, but I, I, th- I think Grimes is getting a bold head. <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm going for it. Ashley's already got one. There's <laughs> <laughs> a bit there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you the Kurt Angle wig from 2001. Yeah. Or two or whatever it was. Getting the ear defenders. What are you going for? Um, then? Duke Hudson. Like I say, Grimes has already had a bit of a haircut. Yeah, fair enough. He's the heel as well. I mean, the heel usually loses hair versus hair, don't they? Yeah, I can't think of any faces I lost. That's what I mean. Apart from Finch McMahon, only twenty-three. He was the face. <laughs> I can trump that if you want. <laughs> but for God's sake, <laughs> he's on it. We got a triple threat tag team match for the NXT Tag Championship with. Imperium defending against Carlo Riley and Ron Ragnar, who is um, one of the Beverly Brothers' sons, who we talked about in SummerSlam 92. Yep. Mm. And La. No, fuck's sake. Lego fan. Who? Lego? God. Legado del Fantasma. No. Legado del Fantasma. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Yeah, just cut me out. It's all right. You can say it. No, that's staying. <laughs> God, try it again, Ash. Can you say it again? Legado del Fantasma. Legado del Fantasma. <laughs> Terrible echo in here, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I'm going for Fantasma now just because it's fucking made me chuckle. No, I think that's a retain. I think that's a retain, but I've got, there is there is one thing in my mind for that, and that's with Kyle O'Reilly's contract coming up really soon, do WWE do the typical WWE thing of putting the title on him in an attempt to maybe convince him to stay? Because I mean, it's a WWE move. Either that or bury him. So if they want him to stay, I could I could see them picking up the titles here. Mm. But I don't know. If not, then yeah, I think Imperium retaining is a safe one. But I could see I could see that going to Kyle and Wagner from the X Factor. Vagner. <laughs> Vagner. <laughs> uh, I say retain. Okay. You won't for. Uh, I'm gonna. I'll say retain, but I. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I'll go for Phantasma, just because it's funny, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just because it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we got a singles match for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship with Roderick Strong defending against Joe Gacy. Uh, Roderick Strong, yeah. Roderick Strong, got to be strong, well, isn't it? It's weird. Stay it's, strong. It's technically <laughs> a heel versus heel. 
Yeah. Which you can get away with sometimes, especially for a title match. Yeah. I don't know if JC's in the limit, but then that's never stopped. I remember when Abyss was Exhibition champion in. <laughs> yeah, but Exhibition <laughs> never had an actual yeah, weight class. Division was it. In, they never yeah. they never said that until like Samoa Joe or Abyss won it. Well. Yeah, but then, but then, yeah, but a different company as well. You can't really sort of compare that. I mean, I'd have said the X division was more like the TNT. I ain't got a weight class; it's just a mid card belt, isn't it? I mean, cruiserweight title was once I know different, but was once won by Hornswoggle and then retired. So, <laughs> well, cruiserweight know, technically title, he would have been a cruiserweight, I guess. Well, cruiserweight title had Jackson in two thousand four. I just don't yeah, like the fact go. that they've got a cruiserweight title because it's just pigeonholing people again. Well, that's the that's the gimmick with well, Joe Gacy. He's he's saying like, why limit a title? Yeah, exactly. Why can't a 500 pound man have the cruiserweight title? I don't know. <laughs> well, that was a thing. Was... It, it depends, doesn't it? Because WCW did it well. Yeah. Like, it, for a large part. If you do it well, it I can be if, good. If, but the thing is, if you. I make... think this day and age, though, because obviously smaller guys are now becoming mainstream champions. Yeah, that's probably title, got a big thing to do with A, a cruiserweight title, I don't think, needs to exist in this day and age. But do you remember when Ray Mysterio won the heavyweight title in 2006? They called it the world title, not the world heavyweight title. Yeah, I know. So, yeah. well, exactly, again, you have to sort of build things around to fit the narrative, but... And then you they... can't change the name of a cruiserweight title, can you? If you... But the thing is, if you... If you <laughs> Put emphasis on the cruiserweight division, like this is a real serious division with storylines within. They don't know. Do Two hundred five live probably hurt it because they pigeonhole it into a, its own show. That, that if was, it had its own yeah. segments throughout, like a Raw and SmackDown every week, it probably would have been fine because that's what you do with the IC US yeah. WWE. You know, but uh, the emphasis isn't there, is it? I know NXT has traditionally been different, but again, I don't know how they'll probably do that now that NXT's gone down that new route. But again, yeah, Roderick Strong, I'd it's say. Not, it's not Raw or No Mercy we can have Big Show as women's champion. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what a game. Did you ever do that? You do pretty much everything on No Mercy, can't you? Then again, there have been intergender champions and there have been intergender titles in wrestling, so it's possible. Well, yeah. Never but, on a big scale. But Roderick Strong's not intergender, so I think he's going to retain. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Roddy Strong. Then again, Eric Young was a knockout tag champion. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, but again, different company. Yeah. yeah. Different, different company, different rules. Well, and the most likely main event would be another War Games. War Games. <laughs> With NXT 1.0 of the champion Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, Pete Dunne, and LA Knight, who I'd say is more 1.5 NXT. But yeah. Well, yeah, he is. Yeah. Against Braun. Uh, Braun Breaker, Kamalo Hayes, who is the North American champion, uh, Grayson Waller, and Tony D'Angelo. Don't know any of them. They're, they're more, too, they are literally like people that got brought in in, in the 2.0 era style. Where did they bring him in from? Because if um, he don't want indie guys no more, where did he get them from? Well, Braun Breaker <laughs> is obviously one of these, is, um, like we said, Rick Steiner's son. Right. I think Kamalo Hayes was another one of those indie guys that got brought in before they stopped doing the indie guys. Well, obviously, it's uh, it's 1.0 to win, isn't it? It's clear. I'd say 2.0. Oh, yeah. really? 2.0, take it, I reckon. And I think Breaker is going to pin Champa. Oh, God. I would make it... I'd, I reckon they might make it interesting to have the title on the line. Uh, I don't think so for that. But this is what... Going back to what we were saying with the Gargano contract situation, if he is definitely going to be leaving... It makes sense for him to go out. Then they lose that. anyway. But the thing is, that's why it's a tricky one to call, because I'm... I'm com- Convinced that NXT 2.0 team is going to win it because again, why? Why would you have? Do you know what I mean? Like you've got to make them look strong now going forwards, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. sure. So 
in that regard, it does make sense. But do you worry? And I've just thought about this. Remember when it was Team WWE versus Nexus, and we all thought Nexus was going to win because they were the up and comers. Yeah, but then in hindsight, they realised they'd made the mistake there, hadn't they? Well, it's Cena's fault. Well, he, he took he shouldered the burden for it, but ultimately, he's not the booker, is he? No, but he's so, he's the one who suggested that he was the one to win the match, even though it was wrong. After well, the, wasn't it that he suggested to win it in the manner that he did? So yeah. he, he would get up after that DDT on the outside and then come back and beat two people in like a minute. Yeah. So that you know, because that was really what buried them, but. I don't know. I mean, War Games traditionally has been pretty good. This is a milestone for Johnny Gargano anyway, because it, he's never been in a War Games match before, believe it or not. Really? No, no. So, yeah, this will be his actual first War Games. And again, like, you know, it, I think wow. if he is going, it could be a really poetic way to do it yeah. because he could lose sort of fighting side by side with Champer, who he's got all that history with in a match that he's not been in for so long, well, ever. Um, also, it's the first with no Undisputed Era. It is, yeah. Well, the men's anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the women's. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, it's. I, I might check it out. I might not. It depends how I'm feeling. But you'll be watching it. Probably. Yeah, you will be. <laughs> I mean, it'd be more like looking at the result and going, I'll watch it. <laughs> well, that's our kind of preview for it anyway and our predictions. But for those listening, do let us know what you think. Um, what you think is going to happen at War Games. And. Let us know about anything that we've talked about today. If you think we've been right about whatever or wrong about whatever, let us know your thoughts, especially uh, on Gargano's contract situation because a lot of speculation. Yeah, there is, yeah. A lot of speculation. We'll see what happens. But wherever you are, whatever you do. Don't try this at home. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to Mike and then go for it. But uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I hope you're having a I hope you're having a great day. But uh, obviously, you know where to find us if you're listening to this. But wherever you do listen to us, we are available on all major podcast platforms. If you've enjoyed the episode, we'd appreciate you giving us a subscribe or a follow or whatever. Of course, the they've enjoyed it. I'm back, haven't they? <laughs> James back in the house, and that was as good a time as any to hit follow. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, you see, yeah. get on it. Um, what what if we're on Apple though? Do we want a five star review? I, I reckon I'd love that. Well, I was six star. Yeah, <laughs> just go Meltzer. Yeah, let's ask Meltzer. Never go full Meltzer. But no, yeah, definitely. We hope you have enjoyed it. Anyway, we've definitely enjoyed it. Yeah, it's been it's been good to be back. Back in the saddle. Yeah, it's been me and Ash. It's been me, Ash. What? It's been me and Ash. <laughs> <laughs> it's been me. It's been me and Jay. <laughs> and it's been me. You can't say you haven't missed this, Ashley. <laughs> Not really. Oh, man. We'll be back next week. Thank you, everyone. Well, what? Thanks, everyone. <laughs> yeah. It's been me, <laughs> You've done it to me now. Have a good day, guys. War games. War games. Wargasms. War games. Wargasms are rubbish, man. <laughs>